Hi guys, before we start today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to Pierce Stockdale of the Audible Farm Podcast. He just released an episode that we did, uh, number 182, with yours truly. We talked about my upcoming album, what we've been doing with the podcast, and a lot more. Really good time to let loose, and I, you know, in the middle of my crazy week, it was really fun to just be able to kick back and, uh, you know, do things virtually over Zoom. It was really great. So uh, go check that out. Uh, link in the description for that below. Guys, if you want to plan your next video project, Gorilla Graphics Design Agency is the place for you. They can set you up and provide you with a clean and fresh looking product. Um, these guys just helped me with my last video, uh, The Tinder Gang, which is actually going to be in a student film festival, believe it or not, and would not have been possible without these guys. So I have nothing but praise to give for this company. They have everything you can ask for with professional equipment and a stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Hello, everybody. You're watching Slots Listening to the Macaust Hours. We have a very special episode today. We are with the young creators, Riley Mobs and Juan Gomez. How you guys hey, doing today? How's good, man. We're good. We're good. It's good. Good, man. Uh, February. It's really, really cold. <laughs> yes. And we yeah. are in Des Moines. Yeah. yeah today man. is a warmer day than it has been, though. It's, you know, I think it was got to lower 40s. Lower which, 40s. Yeah. No, today was good. But like last night was like literally frozen oh, yeah. tundra outside. Oh, my God. It was been <laughs> my whole life. So it's just like, I'm just like calloused. Like, I don't yeah. even care what the temperature is. I just know it's cold. I just bundle up. Like, that's it. Yeah. It truly is like an ice desert out here sometimes mm. i like i go to school at dmac and like I, I don't know if you've ever been to that campus but like it's just flat you no know? i haven't there's no hills or like there's so a the couple trees just... but not enough you know <laughs> so you're just bombarded by wind yeah so you're just like bundled up like miserably <laughs> going to class like you already hate being there you have to like walk sideways yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i used to go to uh um usd and from lane south dakota that was a windy fucking university campus. of south dakota yep that's yep. crazy i played uh football at briarcliff and we used to practice like really we played some home games at um south dakota their stadium okay yeah yeah that's did a you weird. know sean Breedle? no okay no, no. that's football a football shit let me get back to my <laughs> young creatives vibe <laughs> yeah that's a weird little stadium uh so what uh why don't you guys get in just a little briefly explain you know who you are where you guys are from what do you all do for those so, who may not know well, young creatives, um, me and Juan uh, were friends for years before the business. We've been doing business now full time for about what going on our fourth year, like four and a half, like, like four and a half, years. four and a half years. <clears throat> and we're a multimedia production company, um, but not just music videos and movies, but we also throw events like parties and mm. uh, we have our own clothing line and I make music. He also does photography. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that's under the young creatives umbrella, but Long story short, it's just two friends um, doing these things on their own, trying to make it, uh, realizing that we could, you know, charge people and you know make money doing these things for other people because it's services that people other people need, and uh, yeah, that was pretty much the birth of the business. Just you know, f- uh, acquiring the skills on our own accord. You mm-hmm. know, I was doing my thing. He was in college. Uh, then I actually met because I needed someone to shoot my first video. And Juan had already been like doing a bunch of music videos. He's from Chicago, so he's been doing a whole bunch of videos oh, okay, okay. and stuff in the in the city for like rappers and uh, musicians and stuff. I see, so I was I like, see. okay, I need you because there was no one else in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, doing 
anything like that. Yeah, I had really tried to direct yeah. a couple of my own videos with like other people, like holding the camera and stuff, but like they were always just like terrible. They didn't like I'd get the footage back to edit it, and it was like all overexposed. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do I solve this, these issues? Because I knew nothing about cameras, but I mm. knew about directing and I knew about moments and cameras and how to like get those types of reactions out of people and stuff. So me and Juan linked up, did like two videos for me. We ended up shooting a documentary together. Meanwhile, he's doing all his stuff for school. I'm throwing parties around the city, like on my promoter shit, just trying to make money. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like the summer of 2018 when we were just like, yeah, bro, we should just start a business. Like we're already doing everything that a business would be doing. We're just not charging people. We're yeah. just doing it and crediting it to our portfolio. Yeah, because so. at the core of it, you know, like we're both artists. So it's like, I feel like no matter what we were doing in life, we were both still like chasing our own like artistic passion, you know? Mm. Even like when I was in school, like he was, he mentioned um, I was shooting music videos in Chicago at the time. This was like pre 2018. Um, like I was chasing my own dreams outside of class, which I feel like gave me like a huge jump, you mm. know, ahead of like everybody in my class because mm. I was devoting those extra hours, you know? like shooting coming up with like ideas you know like building up like my own like style as like a music video like producer you know and then afterwards like i saw that riley was on the same wave and i kind of sensed that from him you know like he was working on his own music the way i was like working on like coming up with like short film ideas or like mm -hmm. photography concepts or like yeah. just like coming up with like i don't know like new ways like in colors to, like experiment with like different mm -hmm. like you know shots and stuff like that um so after that i was i knew like okay this guy knows like he understands me and like what yeah. we're trying to do, you know? Yeah. And it totally like led me to like believe that we can do this together. Like young yeah. creatives. Yeah. Wow. That that is like a true, you know, example of like mm -hmm. two people, you know, having same interests but like realizing that they have different skills because like, yeah. you know, it was apparent upon meeting you that, you know, you are very, you know, precise to detail and like, you know, you think you know, talking about all the cameras and mm -hmm. stuff. Like I can you know, I can just tell that you guys have you know, different vibes, but you also go towards the same thing. So it's really cool. Yeah, to see. it's a balance, Thanks, you, you know. <clears throat> and that's like, um, we work with, like I said, we work in every industry. We do music videos, films, corporate commercials. We've done commercials for jewelry stores, wow. hospitals. So, you know, you're talking about two inner city kids who are like, you know, on the younger end as far as like our profession. Like, people don't usually get taken seriously in this line of work until they're like a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. You know, we're in our mid-20s, like, you know, getting taken seriously in this in, in this stuff. But Yeah, it's impressive. The, the biggest compliment we get is not, like, a quality or, like, you know, our work ethic, but it's just our balance. Like, people comment on it so much, like, about, like, the chemistry and, like, when they come to our, like, sets, they leave, like, happier. And it mm -hmm. didn't, as much as work as we got done, they didn't feel like it was demanding or yeah, and work. It felt fun. I feel like it's because we know how to value people, you know? Because, like, mm. I've been on film sets That's before important. where, like, everybody is just, like, a job and, like, okay, I'm, paying, I'm paying you 250 alright? So, do $250 worth of work, you know? Yeah. Versus us, it's like, we know how to see value in, like, everybody, you know? Even if you're yeah. just helping out and you're an actor, but you're also, like, driving the other crew around, like, we mm -hmm. thank you for that and I feel like we kind of, since we came from humble beginnings, both of us, you know, like, yeah. I'm inner city, like, <clears throat> Hood, you know, like Chicago kid, you know, mm -hmm. came to like chase these dreams, you know. So like, we both started from nothing. Yeah. So we know like how to like value the people that are like helping us achieve our dreams, like with like yeah. doing the simplest tasks, you know. Yeah. So like, I feel people sense that because people get jaded in this industry. Like, <clears throat> if you work on a few movies, you start to get a big head, and now you're like, oh, I don't have time for these problems that you're coming to me too. Like, but it's like not for us. It's like this is someone's first time ever being in a music video. Like, even though we've shot over a hundred music, it's like this is their first time. So I'm gonna like make this special for them. I'm not going to downplay this moment for them. 
So, like, we get a lot of people that are just like, man, thank you for, like, the vibes, bro. Like, because uh, it was funny. The funniest thing is, like, this one guy, he was, like, he came to one of our sets and he was, like, he, he had this uh, perception of us, which was, like, completely false. Because <clears throat> he had seen how much work we put in. So, he perceived us to be, like, these corporate, uptight, <laughs> like, oh, God, like, we can't smoke. We can't talk about anything. Don't cuss, right? And then he came into our house and he saw, like, we were just, like, vibed out paintings everywhere you know music blasting and he was just like oh like complete like he was like i went from like being on edge like intimidated to like being comfortable mm -hmm. and i was like that's i think me and Juan talk about all the time that's our selling point it's not we do have good quality but it's not the quality we do have you know good equipment it's not about the equipment what it is is it's the vibes like why do you come here why do you keep coming back to us or why do you want to be around us like it's because we care about the experience that's bottom line. We care about the experience. And we want people to leave saying, I'll do that again. So we have a lot of actors that like come back and be in multiple music videos. Then we've worked with multiple actors in different movies, stuff like that. It's like we're really loyal to the people that work with yeah. us as well. Yeah, we're really passionate too. Like we love <clears throat> we love passion, you know. It's just mm -hmm. like it's what drives us. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's honestly like what, okay, because I want to like sort of segue into like an artistic talk here, like yeah. if I can. So like... Yeah. As an yeah. artist, if you want to like chase your dreams, obviously is like, you know, you want to like do your own projects, right? Make your own ideas. I feel like doing the business, Young Creatives, like it allows Riley and I to like pursue our own projects. So yeah. like, he's releasing a new album, you know, okay for now. Yeah. I'm releasing a vampire film shot in England called Blood Rose. We have a superhero film, you know, that he wrote and directed back in 2018 that we're currently in the VFX stage. You mm. know, these are all like our personal projects that allow us to be done by yeah. like creating young creatives if that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. and that was like, we go back real quick that was like the main that was like the main reason it was we saw the opportunity to do this for other people but it was also like i, I remember asking i was like bro what do you want to do for the rest of your life like what do you really like what do you really want to fucking do and he was like dude i just want to make movies because he's he what i've no, realized is that he also hated parts of society that i also hated <laughs> he hated the fact that every month someone wants something from you most, all mm -hmm. these people want stuff and the only way to get out of it is to make enough money to not care and that's like how we kind of see it in a way like the money and the success is just a freedom an app, a vehicle for us to go to England now wow. our third time his fourth time going back to England this year wow. to, to do some press work on the movie like being able to pay one of my good friends John Limmer at Soundbox to like mix and engineer my album and not worry about how many hours we're going over because I, I have the money to pay him and it's going to be good like that's really what Young Creatives is at its core is a vehicle for us to do anything we wanted to do like on the way here I thought of something I was like you know what bro we should do a throwback party we should just like just rent a fucking venue and just throw like nothing's stopping me from doing that I can make that call tomorrow you know like 500 bucks to rent out a venue and then we trust our marketing we trust the people that fuck with us to make that successful so it's just a constant vehicle to do anything we wanted to do like at any moment just not have society be like well you know realistically making a movie is a lot of work it's like yeah we made three let's go let's make another one like you know like that's our mentality if we're capable let's do it that's pretty much what i would say that's nuts definitely, definitely that's so that's so true yeah. Definitely a vehicle. Your creatives is a vehicle. Yeah. That's why we do so much stuff. Because it's like, at our core, we don't know what the fuck we want to do. <laughs> like, I mean, because he started out, he wanted to be an actor. Oh, okay. I still want to act in the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm saying like solely. You were like, yeah. you didn't even pick up a camera That's first. what got me. Yeah, before even filmmaking, yeah. I was like, oh, I saw the movie Kick-Ass in 2009. I was like, oh, acting and filmmaking. Oh, I want to do that, you know. Like, I want to be, how do I get on that TV, you know. And I was like, okay, how do you become a filmmaker? Oh, pfft. 
0.01% of people become filmmakers <laughs> yeah. in Hollywood. And I was like, dreams crushed. I was like, oh. Instantly. I was like, oh man, okay, so like maybe I could like learn how to shoot the movie. You know what I mean? And I <laughs> be like, the guy behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe then I'll create my own opportunities to be in front of the camera, you know, which we mm. do, you know, like that's yeah. what we're doing now. You know, yeah, so. like I was, I was a, a a lead in his movie. We talked about uh, Blood Rose. It's in based in England. And I had to play like this, like uptight, super edgy vampire, and I had like mm-hmm. an English accent. So that was like, you know, him being able to p- just put me in that role, just because he's like, yeah, bro, I trust you. I know you can act. Like, here's the role. Like, imagine like how long it would take me to get a role being in England as a vamp like like as an Iowa actor like be honest right like but we just create fucking opportunities for ourselves man like it's it's the funnest shit in the world like you know if no one's casting me like especially because now I'm getting more tattoos so I'm like yeah. my acting like hopes are just like going down every tattoo I get like so I just feel like, like you would do really good it. in Manchester England though because like people out there like mm. you know how they practice American accents yeah you would have a natural one and they'd be like oh mm. bro like you're that's the true. American that's actor true. like that's here true. like we yeah but you. I feel like I'd get cast as like the drug dealer or just like <laughs> the shady the shady college kid on campus that like oh, might have okay. done the murder yeah, that's like so you know what I'm saying, funny. like in the Netflix series or something. Like, like you're the foreign exchange student that yeah. came from America. Like, like oh, the jock. he's an American, like break dancer. Like oh, yeah. and they get like a because I can't fucking break dance, so I got a stunt double just like doing all the spins and stuff. Like <laughs> that would I don't make know. Sense. I think about it all the time because I like because because as like you know being a black filmmaker, being a Mexican filmmaker, we don't really see a lot of. I mean, now we see more like you know people like Jordan Peele and like you yeah, know, yeah. Tyler Perry just got his own studio. So black filmmakers are definitely on the rise. I'm not trying to yeah. take anything away from them, but yeah, like yeah. I, I think still little boys and girls who are black and Mexican. and like they don't think oh yeah mm. movies I can do that I think it's more of a later thing mm-hmm. like yeah. in different ways like you know a lot of actors like that got, that got casted in the 80s and 90s were like drug dealers kingpins prisoners gangsters so it was yeah. like I didn't ever want to be that because my mom and everyone in my family told me not to be that so why would I look at a movie and be like oh yeah that's what I want to be but if like the first Spider-Man movie I ever watched was a like black Spider-Man I might have thought at some point I was like oh I could but like you know mm. it's usually like basketball Football, you know, what I'm saying entertainment industry, like more so on the rapping side. No, like, yeah. I want I want to give kids an example of someone who's like, well, another example. There's many many examples, mm-hmm. but another example, someone that's lunk, younger, uh, is like, oh, I could be a filmmaker because he's a filmmaker and he has dreads like me, and he doesn't have to only do music that's rap. Like he can do a whole bunch of other stuff, and I don't want him to like think that he can. Yeah, he's in a box. Because mm-hmm. if you self-identify with like your idols, you're most likely to like actually pursue like that thing you know yeah so like i feel like you would definitely be helping like the community we both would exactly helping like you know like minorities like actively pursue like their dreams you Mm -hmm. know yeah that's a good point yeah i think it is interesting though like uh you know like you know this is the month of february and you see all Mm -hmm. these streaming services like pushing black films and like yeah it's 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 great Mm -hmm. you know it's great to see like uh black creators but i also wonder like you know, there's a lot of, it's just, you know, how much of it is like the suits just putting out an image, yeah, you know? It's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, damn, like the trendy thing to do right now is to do something catered to Black History Month. Yeah, like is so, it Spike Lee making a movie or is it someone just making a movie that like is just geared towards appealing that group? Yeah, yeah. You know, I there's, mean? Like, there's like the, there's like the group of like Black Twitter and like that yeah. people are just like, as long as it's positive for black people, it's good. But I'm someone who I kind of look at the motive. Yeah, right. you gotta critically think about it. Yeah, like, you gotta think, ask yourself who's making money off of this. You know, mm, who's who, exactly. who's to, uh, my my mom told me this. She was like, anytime something's going 
weird you don't understand it just ask like who's to gain from this mm-hmm. follow you know, the as, money as it is don't mm-hmm. research like as it is who's to gain from this like you know and you think about that you like start to think okay well i'm sure they're gonna get a boost in sales for doing that yeah exactly. it might be a good public perception but yeah i see that all the time and i, I kind of just ignore it i'll be honest like because mm. think about it i mean it's happened since every year since i've been born like you know so <laughs> as a black person like you start to like well exploitation te- of minorities well well not just or that like but just the, the month just the month oh just, yeah like, oh yeah just yeah, black yeah, history yeah. month like you know like you get yeah. used to like oh February Black History Month oh we're gonna talk about Martin Luther King this week or we're gonna talk about and it's just like all right like first off I know like Martin Luther King was like amazing yeah he's a great guy I never met him he's a great guy but there's other black people to talk about like I'm just saying like like you don't gotta teach about Martin Luther King for three years in a row like teach somebody different every single year like every year on the (laughs) month it's always the same Um, yeah it's their pick it's their it's their A-list guy yeah and I'm like (laughs) there was so many like he did amazing things I'm not gonna lie he's one of the most polarizing figures in history period not even just black people but there's a lot of black there's like the first rock and roll like Mm -hmm. black people that like did like what's called the Chitlin circuit which is like pretty much um, the southern circuit of like segregated bars and stuff they would like Mm. these first black artists like pre-Elvis pre um, um, you know what I'm saying like all these like the ones who actually invented rock and roll. Yeah, the ones yeah. who were like in like the, the, the basements who, and like playing because they weren't allowed yeah. to play above yeah. the ground and so like that's like tell me about someone I don't know about. Mm. Like if it's really Black History Month, let's celebrate someone I don't know. Like because like, I probably don't know the first Black um, farmer who did this and did that, or the first Black uh, foosball player who, or first Black Olympic. Yeah. It's just something, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's probably something I don't know. So, or like even better, like, how about you go out to that community and like outreach and like try to interact? Like, because I yeah. feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. just are like, oh, hey, I support Martin. Like, they go and on Here's Facebook and they King post snapback. Yep, exactly. 20% off. <laughs> if you're black, 20% off. Just send us a selfie. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, it's just it, we live in America too, though. Mm-hmm. So, you got to think like, there's people profiting off of way worse things. Mm, true at least the message at base value is good mm. so it's like the only fucked up things that are happening are behind the scenes there's some people that just the face value is fucked up and they're profiting so it's just like you know you can't really be mad at the brand who's doing everything that every other brand is doing like, yeah like who's who you gotta blame one you can blame all of them and then it's just every brand that exists like nike and fucking yeah you know all these brands that are just like doing stuff around the month i don't know yeah i just think it's kind of like repetitive as a black oh, person yeah. i just see it all the exactly. time yeah, no I, I yeah sometimes i forget I i'm not gonna lie like it'll be like february 3rd and i'll start to see all the posts rolling and i'll be like oh yeah <laughs> the way i'm reminded about black history month is because by, they make it such a small fraction of the year that yeah. you forget about it the rest of the and year and it's the shortest fucking month yeah. i'm like all right oh and it's the shortest month <laughs> it's the shortest <laughs> month they're still fucking over the black man yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> it's the shortest, shortest month, month. <laughs> They said, all right, you coloreds, we'll give you a... That's hilarious. We'll give you a month. We got to do the opposite like, so, thing so now. So what are the other 11 days months? Of February, February 32nd. Make it the longest month now. You know? It's like, so what are the other 11 months? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd rather just not have a Black History Month and just you treat black people better. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my point. Like, yeah, just yeah, like, like, just do that in general. Because then we have White History Month, and it's just like, all right, no, <laughs> and we don't want White History Month. Right. <laughs> we don't want White History Month. That's every month, don't you know? Literally. But. Um. So you guys mentioned going to England. I'm curious, mm-hmm. how many different places have you filmed and like, you know, done what you do? As far as movies, uh, we've only done a movie out of the country in England. That was the only place we've like filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a bunch of projects like film, like oriented, like like photography, in, like Mexico. 
Like when you visited, you, he has a whole bunch of photos from there and um, stuff like We've that. We've gone to California a couple times, shot mm-hmm. a music video there. Um, oh yeah, oh we're talking about the U.S. Then oh yeah, we. Well, just anywhere. I mean, I, I think the fact I think that you my guys... favorite place that we've been so far was Malibu, but not because like Malibu, but it's just like this house. It was like a thirty-minute drive up the mountains, and like the view was like amazing. Mm-hmm. So like Malibu was like probably my favorite. Yeah, first of all, I didn't even know that Malibu had mountains. When I thought of Malibu in my mind, I just thought like, like you know, beach, like those, oh, you know, like those like, old racing games where it's like they had the Malibu map and it's like by the coastline, <laughs> and you can see like the sunset and like, like all the like, fucking racing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, that's Malibu in my mind, or like Malibu's most wanted. But we, like you said, we were up twenty mm. minutes up these mountains, and it's like it was. It looked like we were in like the back Anxiety. roads of like Arizona, it was so high with no guardrails, like, bro. It, no, it was like <laughs> literally just these mountains, like like poking through like the horizon, you know, and, like it just felt so vast. And made you yeah. feel like a tiny ant like looking at this literally. vast like it, it looked like there was no civilization <laughs> it was literally like a desert of mountains in malibu we and, were like, Whoa, and, the, that's and the funny part was we had this uh like super old asian guy as our uber driver yeah and he had no fucking idea where he was <laughs> yeah, taking he us was great. so 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 the artist the artist manager we're riding with the artist manager and he puts in the gps the address like up the malibu hills but he doesn't know that he's going uphill so it's like an hour and a half drive and the whole time he's like just like you know playing some like just like weird ass music and <laughs> he's just vibing with us asking us questions but eventually he start we start going up this hill we start going up the malibu like mountains and he's just like oh shit <laughs> he's like oh buddy you better tip me good yeah he's like you better tip me good after yeah. this one man <laughs> Yeah, he was like he was like joking, but he was like kind of serious though. Nah, he was dead ass, bro. He was dead. No, but he he was joking, but he was yeah, he was that, actually like, Haha, no, yeah. these mansions are like five, ten, fifteen million dollar mansions. Like they're so far removed from society. Yeah, we it's we ordered DoorDash like for like lunch in, in between <laughs> like, like three video. hours. Like, three hours to get there, bro. It was so cold. That when shit it came. was soggy as fuck. Yeah, three hours. It was so bad. But, but, but uh, we were driving, and I just like, I'm like, bro, this is probably the closest I've been to death while driving. And this Asian, yeah. unpredictable ass, old ass Asian man, I don't know if he's going to have a, he could have a heart attack and yeah. just, we're fucked. Like, yeah, because the road like, was I wanted so to grab, It was so dangerous. I almost so wanted narrow. to be like, hey, sir, oh can I drive? Like, I literally wanted to, and I've never wanted to do that in an Uber. Like, it was just, I don't know, like, I'm maybe I'm scared of heights. I don't know. Like, I've never Dude, yeah, considered being these, scared of heights, but when that happened, I was like, I'm kind of fucking scared we of heights, We were up, dog. like, 1,200, 1,500 feet in the air with, like, these roads, like, that were, like, so narrow. We had to, like, And there's, like, cars around. coming, like, mm. both to ways. too. Yeah. And there's no, like, just one lane. So there's you have literally, to make like, there's literally a, sign, a sign that says, like, be careful for incoming traffic because people have literally crashed at night because, you know, people are coming down Damn. so fast and you make a turn yeah. down this, like, high mountain you know like turn and you just crash and yeah. bam you fucking fall like yeah feet. I, I, I was i was scared crazy. i'm not gonna lie i was scared yeah. I was like, but it was scary yeah. but i had smoked right before so that's why it was the worst <laughs> i was high and we went high yeah. and i was like oh shit and then we were like damn this is california <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> yeah but malibu was cool we went to miami miami was pretty awesome um it was cool because like he speaks spanish and i'm I'm pretty. I'm pretty decently fluent. I could like. Yeah. I could say what's hmm. on my mind, and yeah. I can ex- understand the majority of stuff. No, but yeah. You're um, good. yeah. But yeah. So, but in Miami, it's like the Spanish capital of like the U.S. So like every Uber we took, every place we went to was like a Spanish-speaking person. So yeah, there's a lot, of Cuba, cool. a lot of Cubans in Miami because yeah. Cuba and Miami are like literally so close, you know. Yeah. So like Scarface, you know, got that right with like making Tony Montana Cuban. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the real actor wasn't Cuban, but still, he did a good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah exactly. Al Pacino, yeah. legendary. I was yeah. just in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Florida's. November. I like Florida. People talk shit about it, Florida. Honestly. They do. <laughs> I like Miami. Like, maybe Miami's different than like the rest of Florida. No, I feel it like is. it is. It is. I feel like it is. I feel mm-hmm. like Miami's like the New yeah. York. Like they're like the, like the, the hub where all the money's at and stuff. Like from what I understand, like all the coastal cities are like oh like liberal like young party 
places, you know, but like the inner Florida, like the swamps and stuff like that. Yeah. That's like basically the all rural America. It's just it's yeah, basically yeah. like the South, you know, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. in a tropical climate. You know, from from what I hear, like I watch yeah. this, uh, these like vloggers called uh, like Vlog Creations. These guys just fucking like ride like trucks like through like the, the mud and stuff like that. And it's like literally like you know they do all these like really cool pranks and stuff. It's just yeah, like the most like back of the roads like wild stuff in Florida. Yeah, That's why yeah. I always hear those crazy stories that says like oh Florida man you know <laughs> beats alligator in like a wrestling you know situation or something. Yeah, there's a there's a thing where you can go google search you can type florida man any date and, and you'll auto, find something and then it and yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll find an art you'll find some crazy articles something florida crazy man. i think that's like trendy. for florida man yeah. florida woman either one like i, I feel like know. they probably do that just because they know they're gonna get more clicks if they just like have their article like <laughs> start with florida man like maybe our next music video we should just like put florida man like my next song is just florida man and then just like put it on like seo so then like it fucking yeah. comes up when they type it in that'd be no, funny yeah but miami was really cool though like mm-hmm. um like going back to it um I felt like everybody there was just really happy. Hmm. Like they say that about yeah. coastal cities, but like we we slept in this like uh, La, uh, La Quinta hotel, and then mm-hmm. like we turn on the news in the morning, so it's like humid air, letting like cool air coming through the windows, and we mm-hmm. hear like these news reporters, and then they just they just sound so positive. They're like they're like all right, everybody, like let's <laughs> let's start off on a Monday. Everyone's gonna have a great start to the week. We're looking at high eighties, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just, it and just made me feel positive. I was yeah. like, holy shit, like and then people I, are just really and then happy I to the here. next channel, and then it was like a car chase. <laughs> it was just like that's like the two like the extremes. Two extremes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like. Sunny weather makes them happy, but then like it also makes them like eligible to do fucked up shit all throughout the year. Right. Whereas yeah. like Iowa, it's like mm. I feel like all crime goes down a little bit in the wintertime just because we're oh, like, yeah, because like fuck, nobody's going outside. Yeah, it's like I'll rob that guy in like three months. Like I'll wait till it gets a little warmer out. Well, yeah, that's like the the ice cream or murder fallacy where it's like mm. um, both ice cream sales and murder rates go up in the summer. But like they're not like they're not related. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just it's like because of the heat. ice cream is causing kids to murder people. Yeah, it's like, like the false like compared. Yeah, that's funny. ice cream man murder. <laughs> that's not. That's, I guarantee there's a, a fucking uh, mass murder called the ice cream man or some stupid <laughs> shit. Like he like put the their bodies man. in his fucking freezer next to the ice cream. And, yeah. Yeah. Or he only kills with ice picks, so it deletes the evidence. Like once it melts, oh, that'd be so crazy. Or he makes his victim eat an ice cream cone after. <laughs> yeah. See, and this is see, and this is the part of he our brains where we, we start riffing, and then we might end up making a horror film. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like that's what's cool about like being a filmmaker, just being a full time like creative is like you really start to understand the value in your ideas yeah. when you work a nine to five and um and, and and you're not really putting those hours in afterwards, or you can't, or you're just like you know you feel stuck. Mm-hmm. You start to devalue your own ideas because the likelihood of you making them happen is less and you mm-hmm. and you yourself know that so you're like mm-hmm. oh wouldn't it be so i so dope if we did this for a movie or wouldn't this be so cool if i wrote a song like this yeah but i'm probably not going to somewhere but with <laughs> us it's like you know if i if i find a really cool like situation happens to me and i and i want to write a movie about it i might just write one line and save it that idea in the way i work will be valuable in two or three four years like when i actually get around to having yeah. the budget to make that movie or something so yeah. really understanding that there's value in your ideas but they're not tangible you can't you can't hold it so an idea everyone has them too they're like assholes right like everyone (laughs) everyone has an idea so how do you separate the good ideas from the bad ideas well you have to manifest it and once you manifest it people will understand it's a good idea and they'll support you yeah yeah you know why i think that happens you're talking about like um if a situation happens to you in real life you make a story out of it and Mm -hmm. like you're most likely to make it happen i feel like because like when when something like that happens to you in real life you sort of like create this personal connection to it yeah you know so like now every time you're writing it like you're not just like thinking of a creative idea you're literally like thinking back to something that happened 
like yeah. to you you know like something personally exactly. like within you so you yep. feel like more you feel like more emotionally connected to like finish that mm-hmm. idea because it happened to you that's why they mm-hmm. say write what you know you know you're not gonna yeah. write a story about a firefighter if you don't know nothing about firefighters you know yeah yeah it and that's, that's why anytime you see any director like start writing something that they, they might not have had the, all, all the knowledge on they they study it Mm-hmm. Like if there's a director making a, a documentary about monkeys, like guaranteed he was around chimpanzees and yeah. apes and stuff like that for six to seven months yeah. studying them. Like yeah. there's no person that's going to take an attempt on a cultural piece, a biological piece or like a human piece and not study the human that was, you know, Will Smith's a good example of like he played that concussion in the movie concussion. He played that mm. doctor, the African mm. doctor and his African accent. There's about hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of African dialects and accents. Mm. He had to get the right one. Right, because it's like oh, respect. Wow. Right, so it's like it's little stuff like that that you know separate the best filmmakers from like the more lackluster filmmakers. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, like taking that extra, like Walking Phoenix and the Joker. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like he's so in tune with like his feminine side in that movie, like the way he can move and the way he. But then he's also very much masculine and yeah. very like quick to anger and very much like mm. a, a like a possessed soul in a yeah, way he's very so, expressive with his movements like yeah. the way he was contorting his back that, in that though. one scene that was like oh yeah when he's like so, yeah yeah like so, how did he even do that like that was not CG. Like, that was like and weird. then christian bale's another one he's lost like tons mm. of weight before I in movies gained it back and gained it back it. he played dick cheney right yeah so literally had to put on like 200 pounds like or something yeah, like that he yeah literally, I, he just like no fat suit yeah. i want my i want to have a fucking double chin yeah. i want to eat he ate uh what did he say he, he melted ate melted ice cream yeah because other because that was the, the the quickest way to gain that many calories that many calories he ate it like yeah. soup just because he said he got tired of, at first he tried eating like fried chicken and burgers fast food but then he said he, got, he just got so tired of eating four thousand calories a day he just said fuck it I'm gonna drink ice cream. Like, just make <laughs> yeah. that shit quick, you know? Holy yeah. shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, bro. And there's there's crazier stories than that. I yeah. mean, if you see, uh, have you ever seen that 50 Cent movie where he yeah. played um, uh, a little a football I, player a with long, cancer? long time ago? Dude, that was yeah. that was scary, bro. Yeah, bro. I thought I thought he fucking like actually died. Like I thought I was watching like 50 Cent X because I didn't know like this was like I think it was like middle school, so I was like mm. I didn't know anything about movies you and water? stuff. Oh yeah. I didn't know anything about movies and stuff, so I was literally just like, 50 Cent's dying, I guess, everybody. Like, fuck. Right. Is in the club. Movie? He's in the hospital now. <laughs> <laughs> go. Go, shut That would be a crazy music video. <laughs> Get my IV. Uh, right? But he still has, like, <laughs> that shit. like fat booty nurses, like, Yeah, he's, like, scrawny as fuck, and he's, like, he has, like, what's those, like, little, like, the wire things that he has? All the IV stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, someone's, like, checking his pulse, like, doing his blood pressure. He's just like, Go. Go or like go. They, they inject Hennessy in his IV. <laughs> that was so funny. That's oh, fucking God. ignorant. That's great. Or hypnotic. His, whatever his alcohol oh, yeah. is. It was hypnotic. I yeah, think, hypnotic. Right? Yeah. Or no, Effin. Effin is his liquor. Yeah, I can't. Remember. That's his new one though. I don't yeah. know. He, he he like he does vitamin water too. So <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> some true. vitamin water. <laughs> what are some of your influences of like like filmmakers and like you know like what what like what inspired you to want to be filmmakers? Hmm, that's a good question. Um. So I mentioned uh, back in 2009, I saw the movie Kick-Ass. So, like, that by no means is like considered cinema gold, obviously. Yeah. It's just like the movie that like first struck that. You know how you have like your first crush? And, you know, yeah, like, whatever. yeah. That's yeah. what that was to me in terms of like films. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like my, my, my film influences are more mainly musical rather than like, okay. that, rather than, like oh, me, me seeing this film that like made me want to do I films. I see, I see. Um, uh, there's a band called Nine Inch Nails, which mm-hmm. like pretty much shaped like my entire early adolescence that like I connected with so much 
they're this um, industrial band, uh, like from the 90s, you know, um, they play a lot of synths, a lot of heavy bass. Uh, Trent Reznor is like the lead uh, musician who like, he writes all like the all, all the guitar, all like the bass notes, all the drum notes, and he, he just like hires the musicians to play the music for him live in concert. But like mm. his style is just very experimental. It's very like dark and grungy, but like hypnotic and like dancey, you know what I mean? And when I heard that, like growing up, I just like the music made me think abstract images about like what I wanted to do with my life, you know? And after that, I kind of just used that inspiration to like chase photography, uh, chase filmmaking, chase acting, you know? And yeah. even with like the vampire film Blood Rose, like I was inspired by music, post-punk, like music from the 80s, like the 70s, a lot of like, you know, heavy bass, you know, like lo-fi kind of sounds, you know? to make the vampire film like to write yeah. the script you know so there's there's people that can like find inspiration through like many kinds of things you know like movies, yeah you yeah know, i would say I'm, I'm that way because like i was the kid who was like i was a kid in the neighborhood that was always trying to do anything that anyone else wasn't doing so like as soon as they caught on to the thing i would go to something else so naturally that just made me like mm. i was in like the skateboard world for a little bit then mm. when everyone started skateboarding and it was cool but i was skateboarding when it was actually lame At, there, believe it or not people <laughs> There was a time when skateboarding wasn't cool. Like when people would look at you like you're wasting time or like. And it was whatever. when scooters were cool. Remember those like the really when cool scooters? When scooters were cool? Oh yeah. my fucking god. Like the blue ones. Heelys? Like, yeah. And Heelys? Oh shit. <laughs> but, no. but like so so with that came so many inspirations. Like, um, I would say my my if I gotta say where it started, it was like early on I used to uh make what's called like stop motion animation. So, oh wow, that's so that's cool. But I didn't know that's what I was doing. I was like super young, I had my action figures. And I'd be like, you know, taking my mom's camera, pressing record, moving them, stopping it, pressing it, record. And I'd do like these like three minute action sequences with like the fights that I wanted to see happen in like superhero movies. So like mm-hmm. Spider-Man always does the same fucking little backflip over his <laughs> villain. And I was like, no, nah, what if super, like Spider-Man like fucking like swam around, like swung mm-hmm. around the toilet and came from like the top shower curtain, and like slid down the shower curtain. I was like, that'd be fucking lit. I'd be like, okay, let me take the shower curtain. And I didn't know I was directing stop motion i didn't fucking know that i was just like i i wanted to visualize it so hard it wasn't just me playing with the action figure i had to film it so i was doing that on my mom's camera not even understanding what i was doing and then that you know i kind of just shunned my creativity most how iowa people do because we're taught that we're not going to really make it doing that like you there's no entertainment market here really so it's like why even try so i just kind of like put that to the side started getting invested in sports but the moment it really changed was guitar hero when Guitar Hero came out, it was like the first video game that like, cause all my friends were gamers. We were all gaming. I was good at like, you know, like the fighting games and stuff. But for the most part, like other my friends were way better than me at video games, Call of Duty, Halo, all that shit. So this was the first video game that I was like, I'm about to fucking put on a show for y'all. I'm about to play expert through the fire and flames right the fuck now. And you guys are going to bow to my greatness. Cause that <laughs> game was so fucking hard cause people didn't even play guitar, let alone like the fake guitar. So it was like, yeah. you know, and then. I remember why that video game was so important is because um, after playing Guitar Hero for like years, I was like, I'm so fucking good at this game. My mom was like, yeah, like you literally play it so much. Like, why don't you just get a real guitar? Like she was like kind of joking in a way. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, nah, that's a good ass idea. And I thought that it would transfer. Yeah. And I thought it would transfer. I was still like, oh yeah, let me, this will, this will transfer to like real guitar, which it fucking doesn't. And what's funny is that once I was YouTubing, real guitar all i did was see videos of real guitarists who were terrible at guitar hero like mm. slash played guitar hero was awful like there was like a whole that's bunch so of like funny and i was like wow that's funny because like i'm good at guitar hero and here i am thinking yeah 
it'll transfer over. That's hilarious. So I, the first thing I ever did that I think is like worth like merit was the skill wise was like teaching myself how to play guitar. Like I got a guitar for Christmas that next year and I just sat in front of YouTube. I was like YouTube university all the way. Like I learned everything I know from oh, YouTube wow. and just self taught. Like even to this day, if I got something wrong with my car, it's like YouTube. Like I just, I believe in self, like self education. Like I believe in that. So I, I, from an early age, it was just my influences were anybody who was doing anything great because all I knew is that I wanted to be great. So if I want to be great and I don't know how I'm going to be great, like when I'm young, all I got to do or all I think I should do is look at other people who are great and just study them. Mm-hmm. Why they talk that way? Where are they from? Where they got their start? Why is that a big moment in their life? Like understanding why these people think the way they do and then why you should adjust your thinking. If you're if some of your thinking isn't what's considered greatness because there's flaws in everybody. So that's what I'm like. I'll I'll watch uh, uh, auditions from like 10 year old kids singing their heart out and I'll fucking shed a tear because I'm just like that's greatness right there or I'll watch like an old Ray Charles performance on the Ed Sullivan show we were, we were watching that on the way up here like 1969 footage mm-hmm. that's greatness it all inspires me because I just want to be great so anyone who was once great or is great is an inspiration period like because I, I just respect craft so much like no matter what you do if you're the best at it even tattoo shops we both got tattoos like what yesterday <laughs> two days ago yeah I still have my uh, little plastic oh, wow. sleeve yeah. Yeah, and I had to guy, leave it on for yeah. five days. So. And, and we shout out to that guy, Old Ghost Tattoo in uh, Cedar tattoo. Falls. Shout out, shout out Adam. But, but yeah, he was um he was super dope. Dylan uh, was the dude who tattooed us. Uh, he was super dope. And I was like, hey, bro, I just want to let you know that I'm supporting you. You know what I'm saying? Like, want to follow him on Instagram, give him some love. Like, because I'm all about anybody trying to be great. Anybody who's like trying to do something that's not the norm. That's just that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. That's tight. <clears throat> oh yeah. What about uh you you did this film in England, the vampire film. What's it called? Bloodlust, you said? Ooh, or- Bloodlust. That's an X rated version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um it's called it's called Blood Rose. Blood Rose. Um so <laughs> it's basically about this Blood girl Rose. who's a uh, half vampire who has to kill somebody, she has to take a life in order to like finish her conversion. Mm-hmm. Right? So she was bit by a vampire a year ago and it takes one year for you to take a life, otherwise you die. Mm-hmm. Right, so like you get bit by a vampire, you have to kill somebody to finish your conversion. So the film is basically about her trying to like overcome like that like challenge through mm-hmm. killing this vampire called the blonde woman. Yeah. Now the blonde woman is somebody who 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 bit another ma- another main character. He's like a, he's like a supporting character, and his goal is to like also kill this blonde woman because she bit him. Remember, yeah. like you have to kill the vampire that bit you to like undo the curse mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like the whole film is basically about these characters coming together joining forces and eventually like overcoming this like this vampire woman right she's like this yeah. ominous you know mysterious figure she's like almost like a symbol we don't rather, even see yeah. her face in the film yeah, we only see like the back of her which makes it like really yeah. mysterious it's actually really anime inspired you know like yeah. watching a lot of anime we were watching a ton of anime with, with Riley here yeah he really has put me on to a lot of anime well, that's a big inspiration too real quick just anime in general yeah, all of it so all good of it, just all of it but yeah, yeah that's interesting. I, I, feel, I feel like it's because uh, anime uh, knows how to like they have no limitations in terms of like you know like angles and like you know directions yeah. and like things yeah budget yeah, yeah, you can yeah. make an explosion and it doesn't cost you fifty thousand dollars you <laughs> yeah, know what exactly. i mean yeah 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 so like they're so good you know so yes um we only see the back of this blonde woman mm-hmm. uh she's like the evil vampire the evil force in the film and we're constantly reminded of that about that through the yeah. film right you know like it, it literally opens up with her like decapitating this guy like as, as like the opening scene so we know off the bat this is our like this is our, our villain right here and it's just creates a sense of like terror mm. um so that's basically like what the film is about 
um it's um shot in manchester england riley yeah. here plays uh one of the supporting vampires called oh. leo yeah i play That's like fun. the like my my wardrobe was like leather jacket big black boots like hair was down very lost yeah. boys inspired uh, yeah if you've seen yeah that movie very grungy very dark there's also some comedic moments too which is i'm, I'm excited about because i feel oh, like yeah. with every i feel like with every type of like great film there's like a such a despair and comedy like related like they do a dance because like what they'll do is we'll get into your heart with the comedy but then we'll yep Mm. will give you something that you know maybe you have to think no, about or maybe true. it's uncomfortable i was just talking yep. about this in the last episode i had uh like when you do like a horror film mm -hmm. like comedic like like that like um that can't be like comedic element is such mm -hmm. an important part of film because like yeah. you need to be able to bring the audience back, back. like yeah. if you just keep you gotta hit reset. doing shit yeah otherwise oh that's such a good point i didn't ever yeah. thought about it that way because blood rose um it wasn't meant to be as like funny as it is yeah. it's very yeah. much a dark comedy now you know that it's finished but that's the case with like you know all films it's like yeah. you kind of had to ride the horse in the direction that it's going right like mm -hmm. don't fight it you know don't take your film too seriously especially if you're mm -hmm. just starting out like you know yeah. obviously you're not gonna have it to completion with like you know all these budget restraints like you can't make these vampires fly through the air you know like we know how we just don't have like you know like the means to, <clears throat> yeah you know so yeah not yeah. too serious but serious enough yeah yeah, yeah. and then you I, I feel like people will get that sense you know that well, especially it's, it's a fun movie especially when you're learning how to write scripts like we're no by no means perfect writers yeah so sometimes yeah, when you write yeah. something it comes across the screen a whole different way but you can either get mad and say no we're doing something wrong here or you can say well maybe i when i was writing i made an error maybe i mm -hmm. worded this in a way that now makes the second stanza funny when mm -hmm. i could have just maybe i shouldn't have a character say anything here and maybe i'll just remember um, mm. remember that i can do music here i can do um, an mm. ominous sound mm -hmm. a lot of times a lot of people that first start writing scripts they'll like make sure they write down everything that's happening like oh the character hears something the character looks the character realizes nothing's there it's like okay but all that could be a sound could say all that mm -hmm. you know yeah, you, don't need, you don't need yeah. words for that so that's something that we've also been like that's why i'm so excited that we actually film blood rose and then we actually had some situations where one of the lead actors had to like bail out because of covid so we ended up having to reshoot like 50 percent of the scenes oh and, damn but, but it was a blessing in disguise though because he he amended parts of the script that obviously he probably would have just let ride because we're in england like we're not mm -hmm. gonna come out back because that was the whole thing where we're in england bro we gotta finish we're not gonna come back out here but then when we got to the end we were like i was like yeah i could see he was stressing i was like bro if you need more time bro like yeah let's not it, rush this thing it was uh it was a but uh, budget in disguise it was a blessing in disguise right because mm -hmm. um we went out to england in 2019 fall of 2019 to start the film mm -hmm. uh didn't finish it and we decided to go back uh the next year but yeah. unfortunately covid happened the next year and it's like okay well we don't know when covid's gonna end it's already been a year actors look just a little bit different like 100 percent still like kind of the same but just also yeah. just a little bit different yeah. weight you know? changes tallness facial so hair change all that so stuff. it's like exactly. okay like we got to finish this movie now or we're not going to finish it at all yeah. you know so it's like okay let's take that challenge you know let's get all these like covid tests had to take like 30 fucking covid tests like, <laughs> you know Jesus like Christ. let's reestablish our connections out there you know get the airbnb you know pay the deposits you know make sure all of our actors are ready start casting and you know we went out and did it you yeah. know like, we had to reshoot some scenes but in the end i feel like it was a blessing in disguise yeah yeah because i think the the lead shout out to meg she's the uh mm -hmm. alice she's like the main character alice we think that that was a, a better choice in the long mm -hmm. run like she's she's so much more like animated than we anticipated the character being so like she brings so much 
to the film so we're super glad that she ended up being a part of it for mm-hmm. sure no really though we manchester's just so great for actors like they oh yeah they, they take it so seriously they like, take, yeah they, they very seriously they all see of england it, honestly they like see they see it as such a, they see it as such a hustle out there you know like mm-hmm. upon like first because um i reached out to like manchester casting social which is like a facebook page uh for like actors and like mm-hmm. singers and musicians and all that stuff and upon like the first casting notice i got like 30 40 comments of people who were interested like i actually had the opposite problem where instead of not having enough people i had to like turn down so many people like it's mm. filtered through the right person yeah. yeah yeah exactly and we did online auditions you know so like they uploaded their auditions on google drive and riley and i like sat through them and like we kind of like decided both like you know who we thought was like the best you know yeah mm-hmm. and it's hard to cast for a film because you don't want you don't want to be the person that tells someone no like you don't want to be the person who says, "Yeah, I know you're looking for an opportunity and you've been looking very hard, but not going to be here." Like but mm-hmm. but there's so many things that go into it. You could have a perfect audition, you could be punctual, professional, but if you just if your hair is just not the right texture we need or if your if your face just isn't the right face we pictured on this character like it could be as simple as that. Like there's like Hollywood in Hollywood it's cutthroat cuz people walk they'll sit outside in the waiting room for 3 hours, walk in and not even get to say anything because as soon as they walk in oh yep. too fat sorry next not tall enough literally like and then you yeah. sat three hours just for the opportunity mm-hmm. to be judged and turned down so it's like we try to we try to like really if we can't find you a role in the main cast we really try to find out other ways you can be helpful mm-hmm. like another thing we deal with is like if we work with you know a model for example for a music video and it's like okay well now she's been in two or three videos or even if we get like our friend Johnny who's like a really good actor like okay he's been in like two videos this month already we can't keep putting the same people in stuff because then the, it saturates their brand it like it makes them like not as valuable when you see them on camera the next time because you're like oh they're always doing stuff even us like when we first started the business we dropped like our first four or five videos they're blowing up everyone's like holy shit these guys are great but now it's like they're used to it we've gotten better better videos more quality but it's like once they get used to you and i feel mm-hmm. like that's that's a good tidbit about marketing because i feel like you know with you starting your like new season or whatever and like with us like you know traveling a lot more trying to get out there more i feel like a lot of people that are watching this might be in similar positions so one thing i would have to say to that is you got to make sure that you don't let them get used to you Mm. like you can't even if i don't mean change i don't mean don't do what you're known for doing but find different ways to deliver what you have to Mm. offer in ways that you don't see other people doing it yeah, make you it interesting. To, yeah, you need to just make it interesting. You need to innovate. You Think know? about what makes mm-hmm. you scroll, 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 and then stop. What makes you stop on something? Okay, with the do your version of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, that's how I see it. I just see it like I'm like the people I'm trying to impress, the fans I'm trying to gain. They're me because yeah. people have my fandom. People have my support. Who are those people? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, my, mm-hmm. my favorite artist is Saint John. Why do I love Saint John? Well, he has amazing cover art. I love that for his last single. He drew it with crayon. That's <laughs> creative to me. Cause oh, did he actually? Draw yeah, it? like he drew that shit. So I, <laughs> I like that shit. Like that's, that's really dope. Cool. This, I'm someone that you'll sell. You'll wow. you'll get me with the story. Because mm. each fan has a different way of latching on. Right. There's some people that like hip hop that are gonna be like, oh, he has a nice chain. He dresses nice. I'm gonna be his fan. But then there's people that are like, ooh, I like that he's from the south and he and he stays true to that because I'm from the south. Mm. Boom. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like me who like a good story because I'm a storyteller. So someone like akon who was like this african guy who came in and like swept the pop market off like mm-hmm. their feet with like the number one selling pop artist and he's an african guy in america like yeah. that was not happening right like t 
T-Pain, how he revolutionized autotune. Like, I like a good story. So those, like, I'm always a fan of people with the story. with, mm-hmm. and, and their story's not done yet. Like, it's still being written. So it, you well, find out why you like something mm-hmm. and then do that so then you can have people like you supporting you. That's how I see it. Yeah, I like that. Um, what would you say, like, because I assume, I imagine that there's quite a leap from, like, doing music videos to, like, taking off film. Oh, yeah. You know, what What would you say was, like, overall, like, the biggest challenge or hurdle you had, like, trying to do that, you know, making that transition into taking on a project like that? From music videos to films? Like, cinema. Like, the difference between when we do, like, our more yeah, simpler because, like, YouTube wh- stuff and then... Or, I mean, have you always been doing, like, movies and kind of stuff? Like, or... Because from what I understand, like, it seems like you did more music videos and then recently you've kind of done this, you know, you've done this film. Yeah, yeah so we actually started off the company uh, shooting a superhero movie called Mob Squad. Oh, okay, okay. And, you know, we started Young Creatives as well as, like, a means to, like, fund that movie, so we started shooting music videos, right? Yeah, I um, see. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the thing about shooting music videos that's, like, way different from shooting a movie is you don't have to worry about audio. The audio is the song. Oh, you know, versus like if you're yeah, making a, a short yeah. film or a movie, you know, you got to think about, okay, everybody quiet on set. What's that refrigerator? Or I turn it off because it's, yeah. you know, I'm hearing yeah. it in the it's audio. It's white noise. You're going to hear it. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus a music video. It's like, okay, you could really be artistic. You know, you could you can move fast too because you don't got to worry about the boom pole. Like lighting yeah, people stuff. can still be talking behind you. Yeah. Like if they're not on camera, like it's one of the biggest things is it's much easier to keep people's attention at a music video shoot because you're playing music so people are naturally kind of like dancing in a vibe mm-hmm. and then if you're shooting so say you're like you're shooting the extras but you need your main artist and like maybe the more important parts of the cast to like be over here doing something mm-hmm. well they can talk and have fun you don't have to be like hey be over here don't do anything and also be quiet so on mm-hmm. movie sets uh, emotions tend to get high uh, uh, antsiness yeah, starts to set in yeah. yeah like it's almost necessary you buy food for everybody <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like food buys us time like one of our one of our biggest things is like okay bro like like it's so funny like when we shoot movies there's been times where we're like it, it almost felt like I'm babysitting not to disrespect my actors at all but like just just in my just my, from my perspective we're hosting you know because we're hosting yeah, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. it's our set they don't they didn't know what this they didn't know this place existed before we sent them the address and told them to pull up right so they're at this warehouse shooting a fight scene or whatever the hell's going on and I'm like I start to see like I start to see the yawns I start to see this drop in posture I start to see the mindless scrolling on Facebook waiting for their scene I'm like fuck I'm like Juan we need to get some pizza here <laughs> to buy us another hour because as soon as they and it eat it really does buy them it buys us like another hour and a half people yeah. start making jokes again people are like okay we've heard we get those scenes right mm-hmm. while everyone's energies are high so like yeah. the conversations we have on set are very much like like hmm. like it's like there's two quarterbacks on the field you know, saying I'm like, hey, bro, I'm gonna throw this pass. You gonna catch it? It's like, all right, bet. When when I get there, I'm gonna throw a pass, pass back to you. And then, because yeah. we just don't want anyone to ever see any frustration. We don't want anyone to ever see. We don't. We don't think our cast should be having to solve problems that are our, our responsibility. No, they should only be focusing on the acting. You yeah, know, because on their responsibility. I know if like I was an actor and like you know like I was told to like you know go get some duct taped or like you know go like help hold this boom pole, I'd be like, okay, but like I'm not focusing on the next scene. Yeah, you know, like my next my, my next like scene that I have yeah. to like be really emotional in or something like that. In the indie film communities, it's very hard to do that because, you know, yeah, a lot of yeah. people aren't getting paid. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey man, hey man, can you just like hold this boom pole? Of course I can, man. I'm just a non-paid actor, you know? Yeah. But for yeah, us, it's yeah. like, we really want to like establish, like there's been times where <clears throat> actors have helped us out, but it's been like our close friends, like people that like would be helping us out even if they weren't in the movie type yeah. type thing. But if it's like a first time appearance, like we want to make sure that they understand that we respect their time and like, mm-hmm. like the, the film community is much more different um, from the music video community, especially because 
uh, you want to make sure you please everyone. Whereas a music video, you only have to please the artist, essentially. Yeah. Um, the artist is like the person paying you, right? If his entourage is being disrespectful, it's on him to say something. Or if if uh, if we're working with a singer and her manager's late, it's like, well, that's on them, mm. right? But now if someone's late, well, that's on us because we casted someone who's unprepared. Exactly. We should have known this person was not going to be punctual or we mm. should have pushed this scene back and communicated with them more. Like, you, you, you can't really blame anything else on your actors when you make a movie. Like, unless it's literally something like they don't know their lines or they're super late. Other mm-hmm. than that, it's like, it's on us, bro. It's on us. We didn't tell her to wear black shoes. We should have told her to wear black shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, or he didn't bring his, uh, he didn't bring his red <laughs> yeah. car because we were going to do a scene with him driving, oh but, gosh. He, but he didn't drive. He Ubered. The amount of like, times actors have forgotten props that were so essential. We're just like, oh, <laughs> all right, we got to film it another way then. We can still get it done, but we just got to like not show the thing now. Or we'll yeah, get it yeah, in yeah. insert a shot later. Like whatever. <laughs> and that's the fun part about music videos. It's so much more easier to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All in all, it's just more attention to detail. Just everything from the social interactions to like shooting the actual movie the lighting setups are much more like dramatic and i feel like with music videos too you can like be more experimental too like you don't have to worry about like consistency from like scene to scene you can Mm -hmm. pretty much just like do whatever you know what i Mm -hmm. mean and it'll 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 fit because it's a music video yeah whereas if we did a scene where you got up from this table and walked this way and then we switched angles but then we switched angles we noticed that bottle wasn't on the table anymore yeah we'd be like well what the fuck happened when he put down the bottle, did it like disappear? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and that's just attention to detail. That could be ruined as far as we get the one scene action and then some guy just comes away, oh, man, I'm thirsty. Oh. And now we think, oh, we'll put the bottle back. But oh no, but he also drank from it. So now it's half full. So mm-hmm. now it's like, it's not only about it being there, it's about it being there and being the same fullness that it was when it left mm-hmm. because we literally had a close up of the table. Whereas if we shot it up high when we didn't see the table, now it's not an issue. So it's all these variables that lead to other variables of things. So you have to figure out which road you're going to take. That's not going to create four other detours along the way. You have to make sure you take the most concise path at each time. Yeah. Um, for reference, uh, that's usually like the script supervisor's job is like to like watch for continuity errors. Yeah. And even yeah. then, there's like films like that are out that have continuity errors in them. You just don't. There's a Starbucks them. cup in Game of Thrones. Yeah. They forgot to <laughs> remove it. Yeah, it was like a big yeah. thing. It was like all over that. Twitter and stuff. Like, like that. in the final, I think it was the final season. They had a fucking uh, Starbucks cup just right there. there there's yeah. a scene in the Coffee movie. Cup. There's a scene in the movie Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck, where like the ship's getting attacked and like Ben Affleck is running down like the corridor and like water's like splashing in. <laughs> you literally see the boom operator <laughs> with like a, a pack with like all of his recording audio. <laughs> it's literally in plain sight. I have no idea how, and I've seen that movie too. Yeah. I have no idea how I didn't catch that. I saw a YouTube video on it and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> it was there the whole time. So you know what I mean. But you know why that works is because we were focused on Ben Affleck's face in the middle of the frame. Yeah, because yeah. it's a hot, intense scene. And then the 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 boom operator was wearing all black, so he kind of camouflaged it with all, all like the mechanical like pipes and stuff of like the corridors of like the inside of the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. But still, when you pause the frame, dude, you see like he's the back there. Of the boom operator, he's just fucking there. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, wow. I That's also believe. probably partially the age of technology too. You yeah, know? They, they couldn't VFX it out. Yeah, there, yeah. You know, yeah. back to the age. Well, like, oh, and just oh. like like. I mean, I don't know. People, there were probably certain people that paid attention to it more back in you know days of film. But like now, you know, people can just go and yeah, you know, pull up on the computer and restart and it and pause it. And, and, yeah, all that. All back in the day, it was just theaters, so you DVDs maybe. Yeah, but. and then back then you also didn't have like digital playback either. Like if you're shooting film, mm. you know, and you don't have like digital playback, or even if you do, you have like a shitty VCR like connection. You know, mm. you don't really see everything. Versus like the advantage of like now, like modern technology, you can have a 4K wireless transmitted signal of whatever the camera is seeing so you could be like hey like look at this you know like do you see anything wrong with like the frame yeah you know and you like can go much back more instant yeah mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. benefit of shooting di- shooting digital yeah like instant. Opposed to film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so speaking on that topic i saw in your bio like uh what was it? i like to shoot in film because 
it's imperfect like life or something like that yeah because like you know when you think of like a memory you know it's like you it's almost like foggy in a way it's like an abstract image you don't notice like all the details it's more so kind of like mm, just like, yeah. it's like a feeling this like washy feeling yeah it's like a mm-hmm. feeling you know i feel like film specifically like 35 millimeter like camera film that captures like what i would feel like a memory is you know, mm, you have like mm. grain. You have like this texture with like the way this the weird glow in your up. eye that happened, like that weird red eye yeah. thing that happens sometimes. Like yeah, all these like, things. Like it's like your bl- your vision in real life is like sharp in certain areas, but it's blurry in others, and that creates like a natural feeling. And I feel like that's what film does. You know, it makes it feel more like true to life. Because even the most perfect picture on film still looks like yeah, it's grainy, but it's mm-hmm. like imperfectly perfect. In and a way. and you know, don't get me wrong. Like there's there's times for digital, and then there's times for film. It really yeah. just depends on like what what your um like what your objective is like what's your what's your direction you know the 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 medium is the message right so it's mm. like what does it mean that you're shooting on film what does it mean that you're shooting on digital are you shooting a sci-fi film or you're probably shooting digital because you're doing a whole bunch of vfx or are you mm. shooting like a biopic that's supposed to be take place in the 1970s no visual effects it's all practical oh you're probably shooting on film to make it more to make it feel more old and like vintage true, and true to life yeah. And vintage yeah, yeah. but I started shooting film uh, probably 2018 uh, at okay. my senior year of college. I was introduced to like photography, and before then, like I was only taking like digital photos. I was like, all right, photographer, you know, like digital photos, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't even think about film. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of just took this classes like, oh, like I can pass this like super easily. Like, how hard can film be? You know, and I was a natural at it. Like, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. What I like the most about film is you kind of like have to wait to get your pictures back. Yeah. So you take uh, 36 pictures on your roll. You know, you set, it out, them. you set it out to develop, you know, and then mm-hmm. you don't, you wait two weeks almost, you know, and then you like get them back and it's like, you look back through the role and it's like, you relive those memories again. Yeah. You know, it's like, you really, you relive every single frame that you shot. And I don't know, <coughs> there's just something like magical about that, that yeah. I like, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's like reliving a memory. Like seriously. Some of our best photos yeah. of like the whole business, like the history of the business are taken on film. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we have not shot film in like the motion picture like like movie film we will though you know yeah okay okay but you know like we will you know like we definitely like i plan to like eventually in the future like experiment with that Mm -hmm. you know even for like music videos too it might actually be more cost effective to shoot um like film for music videos versus film for movies because like Mm, i'd say on average um on average like every music video we shoot we shoot around like 30 35 minutes of footage sometimes 40 at the most mm-hmm. okay that that in equivalence is probably like i don't know like three rolls of film you mm-hmm. know which will cost around like a little over a thousand dollars but you know that's like when you're paying for like that really cool look that nobody has i feel like that's worth it yeah, yeah. especially the bigger budgets too yeah exactly that's why it costs for artists to invest in themselves like yeah. if you're an artist who is coming up new wave and it's like you know we want to separate yourself like invest a thousand dollars in film and like get your film your your music video shot on film like you're gonna stand out immediately yeah sure. it's gonna be interesting to see if digital catches up to you know if we were able to get to a point where we can completely replicate film on digital mm, yeah that's you true know, it, ar- it already of, is getting really close like there's a, there's a difference yeah. but mm-hmm. you can there's a lot you know. of like uh overlays and like stuff you could do with it we've done it before where we try to emulate film obviously it's never perfect but we do mm-hmm. get close to it obviously because like yeah, i it's shoot film close. so like i know the like, vibes there i know what what it would really look like you know yeah um but i don't know that's a good question i feel like i i feel like i asked that before too where it's like can the camera basically capture what like real life is but like mm. make it not so sharp but also imperfect in the ways that it would make it feel real yeah you know because um there's also like a debate talking about like 
the new cameras that are coming out, you have like 8K, 12K. Mm. Like, when are all the K is going to end? Where's going to be the yeah. last K? 32K camera that's coming yeah. out. At this point, it's like we're coming to a realization as like filmmakers that higher resolution doesn't necessarily mean that it's more cinematic. No. You know mm. what I mean? Well, well think about all the found footage films that still win awards today. Yeah, 1080p, right. 720p yeah. video. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You could shoot that with like your iPhone and mm -hmm. then you can. An like, old iPhone too, not even like a new one. You yeah. Shoot that with like the no. iPhone 7. No, seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why, as like a filmmaker, you know, like if you want to chase your dreams, you don't need like the most expensive camera. Yeah. If you have like a little Canon, you know, camcorder or like your phone, like you could, if you know what you're doing, you can make a film. The story is what's more important. Exactly. Because I've watched films, mm -hmm. like I remember some of my favorite films are like, like I love Paranormal Activity. Like, I know people shit on it, but it's like, I think it's really great. Yeah. And it's like one of those films that like keeps me on my toes every time I watch it. And it's just like, that film's budget was what like it was I think it was like ten thousand bucks and that yeah, was mainly yeah. paying people not Literally. even like because they had one house mm -hmm. they had one camera it was mainly just paying the actors to be like hey show up <laughs> you know like yeah like have to pay for explosions or scary special effects or anything it was just you know the Blair Witch Project right yeah, yeah. that movie okay the mm -hmm. found footage movie okay that movie was shot I think for like a budget of like thirty five thousand dollars which was like nothing and they sent it to film festivals you know it got some good things it got recognition and then what they did afterwards was that they put $250,000 of post-production into what was already shot, mainly for sound re-editing. You okay. know, they re-edited the footage yeah. to make it more suspenseful and more scary. So that's, like, pretty much, like, what happens when, like, films, like, win these circuits and, like, get picked up by bigger companies. They're like, hey, we see potential in your film, but we could re-edit it, you know, add some new sound, and yeah. then, bam, market it to, like, a whole new audience. And then, yeah. You know? And that's kind of, like, the stage we're on now. Like, so we have... So we have Mob Squad, which is a superhero movie written and directed by me. Then we have Blood Rose, which is a vampire film we shot in England, written and directed by him. And then we have another movie called The Other Side, which is kind of like our short film, mm -hmm. more so. It's it's about a film about homelessness. Um, and all mm -hmm. these films, you know, the goal is to obviously get these on Netflix or to get these on Hulu or something. But um, we also have mastered, I think, what it what, what it means to market a project like uh, independently. So, you know, if that never happened, we'd be able to set up some type of link or, you know, pay, do like a tour where we already rent out our own theaters like nationwide and like pay them to put it in there and have like opening days in other cities and stuff. So really making movies like our, our goal is to eventually get some type of traction to either remake maybe one of these movies or uh, like in that Blair Rich kind of situation, like put mm -hmm. more money into post-production for a superhero movie because obviously a superhero movie could always be fucking mm -hmm. more effects and more lightning and more yeah. fire and all that stuff. So. Yeah, so that's where we're at with our movies. But that's like, what's exciting is that is literally the most impressive part of what we do. And it, it was the first stuff we started working on, but it's still not out. So it's like, we're literally, we're literally sitting here like, that's all the stuff much, we're getting credit for is not even our best shit. Like, the movies much, are our thing. That's how much perfectionist we are, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like whose painting is that, by the way? That's mine. That's your painting? Mm -hmm. I knew it was his. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so like you understand. This is fire. Hold on, I want to show the people. Yeah, yeah. Show people? <laughs> sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Go for it. This so. is fucking fire, man. Your career's approved. This motherfucker right here. Yeah. So, so you understand that as a painter, like as a as a painter, you have to know when it's done. I'm a block. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go ahead. <laughs> hey, that's just cold. Thank you. Yeah, it's just, this is really good, yeah. bro. Yeah, Thank man. That's really really cool. <laughs> yeah, I actually made that for uh, Molly. We ain't the only artsy motherfuckers up in here. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. I heard you make music too, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm a rapper. Music. Yeah, what I was, watched uh, with little little baby face. We watched that episode. Oh, do you know him? 
No, I don't. Oh, you I don't. just saw that. I'll be episode. honest. I clicked oh. on like the coolest name. <laughs> I was like, okay, we gotta, because I had watched a couple of your podcasts when I first messaged you. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then I was like, oh, hey, Juan, just in case he hadn't, I, I didn't know if he had watched. You, you did some research on your own, but I was just like, mm-hmm. we should probably listen to his podcast, another podcast on the way up. And I played. I was like, I'm just gonna pick like the coolest name, whoever looks the coolest, and there's like little baby face. Like, all right, bet. <laughs> clicked on it, and I heard you were doing like you like that was obviously an old episode. I think yeah, that was the nine yeah, month ago yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But you had a project that you were working on with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have an album coming, or not? We, but I have an album coming out uh, March twentieth. Okay, so it's not out yet. Nope, nope great, it's not out great, yet. awesome. Oh, like looking forward like to you it. You are like making music. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, awesome. <laughs> that album's actually called "Enjoying My Time in Hell." Uh, basically, Ooh, it's like is that what like that is inspired by. Your tell, paint, please tell me that's album bit, cover. A little bit, but please um, tell me that's album cover. No, no, it's not. okay. Okay, no. okay. Um, I can I can show you guys after we do yeah, this. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, basically the concept is like, uh, you know, like I'm a Cretan, like my a lot of point of my music is like to piss people off. So this is kind of <laughs> like my this is my grand opera of like pissing people off. Oh, like this okay, okay. It's very you know kind of emulates what I try to go for in the show too. Like I just have a very like brash personality, like blunt. Like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I just tell people how it is. You know, of course. Yeah, Definitely. that's the way you should so, keep it. You so, know? so what's yeah. what's something you know, that's that you? Way. What's like one of your? Because if you're a brash, I'm also brash. <laughs> I have fucking pet peeves. Like I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm going to tell you about yourself if I feel like I need to tell you about yourself. So, what's something that you like? Like snoring for me. If you fucking snore, <laughs> I swear to God, oh I will fucking smother you with a pillow in your sleep. I get so upset because to me, if I fall asleep before you, I don't care. Like if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm t- dead tired and you're snoring, whatever. But if it's like we both went like went to sleep at the same time and I can hear you in the other room or you're on the couch or you're on the floor and I was just fucking snoring, I do that thing where I'm like, hey, wait for them to stop. Because oh, you know they stop yeah. for like four seconds and then they, and they go back and <laughs> keep going. I will literally just fucking assault you with pillows until you just either fucking train yourself to stop snoring or until I fall asleep before you. Because I'll know so i hit you with the pillow and I'll know, okay, I got 45 seconds before they start snoring again. And I'll hurry up and try to fall asleep in that amount of time. So that's my thing. I fucking hate people that snore. <laughs> I hate people who fucking um what's something I fucking hate? Let's talk about what we hate. <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck this shit, man. All this fucking love yeah. and creativity and shit. That's about ever, what I hate too. Yeah, what do mm-hmm. I hate? Do you guys ever listen to Ben Shapiro? Oh yes, yeah. I love Ben Shapiro. He has the, yeah. you probably know his segment where he's like things I like and things I hate. And oh, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. he just sometimes he's so mad that he just <laughs> skips the things he likes. Like, these are just things I hate. Fuck it, fuck it. This is just things we hate. Yeah, fuck it. No, I hate um Oh dude, I'm such a okay, like I'm such a like like I don't judge people, but yeah. I credit the source, right? Mm. So if you tell me, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this, trying to tell me, like, almost framed it like you know more than me, I hate people like that. Unless you literally know more than me. <laughs> like, if Will Smith is trying to tell, teach me about the acting game, all ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the fucking homeless dude at Quick Trip is trying to tell me how I can get a better <laughs> angle if I stand over here, I'm like, yo, my man, like, get out of our shot, bro. Like, no shade to, no shade to him, but it's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna credit the source always, mm-hmm. like you know. Even when I give advice to people, I even like credit so like the well who like who I, as a source, how valuable am I to like say this to this person? Like yeah. you know, it's like I've never like owned a house. I'm gonna tell you how to own a house. Like no, probably not. Like yeah. you know. Well, I mean, you're talking to a podcaster, you know. I mean, I I don't really like do like the whole like citing my sources on the podcast, obviously. Yeah. But like I do have like a general idea of like where I get mm-hmm. my information from when I'm having yeah. conversations, you know, or like you know, like, hey, I heard from this podcast, you know, this person has these reputable credits and mm-hmm. i i'm i tend to believe what he has to say yeah you know i i think as a podcaster when you're talking for however many hours it's important to have that frame of mind yeah um, I, I had this one friend once she we were getting this argument i was like all right send me proof 
and she literally just took a screenshot of a Facebook comment, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> it's not proof. That's probably just an opinion. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Okay, all right, we're, we're done." We're <laughs> things we hate. Just things I hate, I guess. Yeah. Fuck. I don't, I, I don't know. I just for me, I probably just hate like disrespectful like people. You know, like mm. I was like raised like you know like by um, Mexican like very Catholic household. You know, like mm. and even like in in Mexico like in general, just like respect is like a very big thing. So it's like if I if you're like if I just met you today and you're already like being a little bit too pushy or just like thinking like you're like pushing your boundaries like too much, you know, in mm. front of me, then it's yeah. like you kind of like don't really have the right to do that because like we just met. It's like kind of like. You need to like give uh, yourself time to like open up to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even you, like I just met you today, but you're probably not gonna like you know just overstep your boundaries a little bit just yeah. because it's yeah, like you know yeah. I'm just trying to like keep it respectful. You know, like exactly. for me, it's like you know it's all about respect. You know, like if, mm. if you respect me, I respect you. You know, and that's how always. It is. Yep, hundred percent. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's important one for me too. Boundaries. Mm. Mm. You know, like uh, yeah, I, I go to a community college. Uh, mm. It's called DMac, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know. You know, at community college, it's 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 crazy. You know, mm-hmm. the teachers can be a little off, and the students. You know, I feel like that happens a lot of times. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. like people just like they won't have like a general like they they don't understand. Like I'm I'm literally just here to get my education. Like, yeah, I'm getting my degree. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. I was in class and like we had a sub, and he's like, "Partner up." I'm like, "Nah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do I have to? I was like, "This is composition too. Why the fuck am yeah, I having yeah, class discussions?" And like the, the sub assignment. like walks up to me, he's like, "Wait," and like I was like, "Okay," but like I still didn't, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. get out of my That's face. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, literally. And he doesn't care either. He's just like, "All right, I, right whatever." You, you know what? In high school, sure, I'm trapped here, but I'm paying yeah. you, motherfucker. No, no. I think back the most boss shit I ever did was was go to class after I had already made the mental decision that I was gonna drop out. Now, let me tell, let me tell you let me tell you tell me about that. This yeah. this was crazy because um I went to um Briarcliff University, which is when I was in like, yeah. South Dakota. I played football mm-hmm. there. Then I transferred. I played like my freshman year there. Then I uh, transferred to St. Ambrose and played spring ball because uh, I transferred in the same year. So I played the new guy routine twice. Yeah. Which was really cool with with the girls. It was it was very easy. <laughs> New guy on campus twice. Come on now, come on now. It's too easy. Clean them up. Uh, anyways, oh, anyways, no, that ass, that ass. She was just throwing that shit yeah, at me. That's bro. hilarious. But look, but look, I was um, I remember um, fuck, I forgot my my tangent. I said um, Saint Ambrose, Saint Ambrose. Yeah, yeah I was at Saint Ambrose, and I remember being like, this was like I was I started making music in my dorm. I started freestyling with the boys like back in high school and stuff, but never was like, oh, I'm going to be a musician. Because I thought I was like instantly like admitting like, oh, you're going to be broke the rest of your fucking life. You started <laughs> you recording know? on your laptop. Like, yeah, I started too, recording on my... But it was my... really good, though. Like, yeah. You, you were recording like your ad-libs and stuff like that. Like literally, I had to like punch play. in like, yo, <laughs> oh, did that one sound good? Oh, fuck. Because it was like a latency. It was all delayed and shit. Oh, I was yeah, using like yeah, Xbox yeah. 360 headphones. But I remember I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna do this thing because like I posted a song and it was getting like it was like like thirty thousand plays and I was like only posted like a week and it was like all the kids in campus like and they sent it to their friends and I was like holy shit like I was feeling myself a little bit I was like fuck it I ended up getting arrested because I uh, uh, there was a party in the next dorm room uh, and we shared a bathroom and they all ran through my through the bathroom into my room. And I had a little bit of weed in the fucking backpack. And at first, I was trying to play it smooth. Like, I was like, oh, man, you guys are ruining my sleep. And I fucking tried to leave with a backpack. And then the goo was like, yeah, man, we got to check your backpack. And I just conceded. So I got a fucking petty little drug possession charge back when I was 19. And so I knew I was going to not receive financial aid the next year, which I was on full ride scholarship for football, but I still, that, that paid for like my dorm in my books and shit. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like, well, no, I'm not going next year. I still got, 
you know, my my scholarship's good for this year. I'm about to just learn everything I can fucking learn because I'm going to start a business one day or I'm going to be full-time musician. So I, I went from, I was an art major, I was a graphic design and um, uh, um, communications major. So I kept the communication class, kept the graphic design class, dropped like composition, English, dropped all that shit, did like business marketing, uh, music theory, like all the wow. things that I was like, all right, I need to fucking get as much from you fuckers as I can. I'm gonna use the computer lab. I'm gonna like, like work on my first album. Like I did all that stuff at that wow. at St. Ambrose. That's smart. That is yeah, really man. Because because yeah. I was in the classes, and but I didn't do any homework. Didn't do any. Like I, <laughs> I, I read it, but I'm like I'm not. People do the homework to get the grade. I don't care about the grade. I'm, yeah. I yeah, know I'm not coming back. Just like the knowledge. So when I and, and it was so crazy. That's what college should be for, by the way. Exactly. No, 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 no. No, no. It's crazy. It's what, what's crazy is that it took me realizing I didn't want to go to college to actually use college for what it was for. Because the moment I knew that I was going to eventually not be here, I knew that I had to get the knowledge. So I'd be sitting in the front of my classes because I'd be like, because because my, my theory was, oh, I'm about to go learn how to, um you know, what I'm saying post a press release because I need to do that for my album. So as soon as it started to fall in line with things I was passionate about, front of the class was asking questions, questions that I was never asking before, writing shit down. But in my way, for me, not for you. Right. And then they'd be like, we don't understand. Like, why are you? showing up but you're literally failing i failed every fucking class my sophomore year of college every class i was i think before i realized i think before i got arrested i was i was passing pretty much all of them except for music theory which i because i never showed up because ended up being like not as good as i thought it was gonna be it was fucking boring yeah. all that yeah. um but but yeah so i, I ended up, I ended up pa failing all my classes but i was at every because you know it's hard to fucking fail at a small college if you show up every day you're passing college you fail because you don't go and then the teachers don't fuck with you and then when you fail they're like yeah good riddance but if you show up every single day, you're asking questions, you're engaging, that teacher is going to make sure you don't fail. I don't go fuck what anyone says. Now, these higher competitive schools might not cut it, whatever. But if you're at a Briarcliff University or St. Ambrose, Co. Yeah. College, like, just people want you to fucking graduate, bro. You know? So they were like, we want you to grow. What the fuck? Like, they were so fucking baffled. They're like, you're answering all these things right. You're taking all the information, but you're you're failing everything. I was like, oh, no, I'm just using this information for me. But when after I had that talk with each teacher, they were like, or the professors, they were like, damn, like, we actually respect you more than like that what the latter like yeah, you you yeah. coming only because you feel like you need to for your football scholarship I was like full season's over like i'm here till the next semester but that's it like i'm about to take yeah. everything out and so i used that to like as soon as i left i started doing hip-hop shows started marketing because i knew how to make flyers i knew how to do like graphics i knew how to do all those things so i was like fuck like you know like i can utilize this much of it right now but i still knew i still needed to like do other things youtube mm -hmm. university like i said just like searching everything. Yeah, man, that's so inspirational, dude. And I feel mm -hmm. like because like your time literally got cut like to like one year, and then you're just yeah. like, all right, let me only get the essentials that I need. Yeah, because you know? I was and able to switch all my class. They were like, you know, if you switch your class, you're not gonna get the credits. I don't give a fuck about the credit. Just yeah. put me in the next class. Like yeah. even if they're like three weeks away from a test, I don't care. I don't care. Like take me out of drawing one because I can draw better than all these fucks. Yeah. Take yeah. me out of drawing one. Put me in advanced music theory. Put me in um, art history because I wanted to like double down on like why. Mm -hmm. I like these certain styles and what's the difference between Baroque art and Victorian homes and ranch style homes, architecture. What's the difference between a contrasting color and a, a, a complementary color? Like, you know, what what does that mean? Like, actually, and apply that shit to my album covers moving forward. Apply that shit to my movies or all. The th I knew I wanted to create these things and I knew these were the things that were important because all I would do is watch interviews of people that were great and they would say these things are important. So I'd be like, oh, okay, if they say they're important, then they're important to me, too. Mm -hmm. It sounds like not really much of an original thinker, but once you start to put the greatness of other people in your own mind, you start to form it to your own, like just naturally. Because obviously I'm never going to be that person or never going to be the person I'm thinking about or listening to, but I can be my version of that. You yeah. Know? Well, I think that's the thing that people misunderstand about those people. Yeah. 
it's like they they're i mean they have influences sure but they're not like trying to be like somebody identically like they are mm-hmm. like the people who are successful and like idolized in that form like they it it's because they're themselves yeah exactly you know? and and they're doing the one thing that no one else can be i say this all the time it's like why would you want to be somebody else when that person's going to be better than you at that so you instantly make yourself number two the instantly the moment you copy someone you instantly make yourself number two because you'll never be them better than them yeah that's well and like way to put it. yeah that's a good way to like put it. it's like admitting it's like oh it's like if i wanted to copy the brand of like Wiz Khalifa, oh, I'm gonna, ha, 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 I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna smoke weed, wear shades, and I'm gonna wear black and yellow. I'm gonna do all, it's like that's not even done before, bro. And we and we hold him in high regard for doing it. So what do we? We're not gonna do that for yeah, you. Yeah, it's like you you gotta like you gotta get good at the thing that you're pursuing first, and then mm. once that becomes natural to you, then you you can do like your own spin on it. That yeah. will make you unique, you know, put yeah. your own identity to it. Yeah. You know, you gotta feel comfortable with the tools first yeah. before you craft your own mm-hmm. original piece. Like I'm sure when you first started painting, you were like mainly experimenting, but your skill wasn't up that up there yeah. yet. But yeah. like now that you've been painting like for like a while, like and you have like the skills, you can really yeah. express yourself in like a more more accurate yeah. way you and know? knowing yeah. what brushes do what and like yeah. oh I'm, I'm shading i don't need to I, I can't use this brush because this brush literally pulls the paint off the canvas every time i use it or like you know stuff like that yeah. too like you got i would say i would say that even better applies to like the podcast yeah well, you know definitely. like i mm-hmm. like i'm at a point now like you know obviously this interview has been more about you guys but like mm-hmm. i feel like i have shows where i can just you know go off the fly yeah. and be edgy you know and like that wasn't the case episode 15 episode 20 mm-hmm. you know i was like i was nervous and like having people over and we're, like yeah. we were like getting through it and i was like oh what yeah. are we talking about you know no now, but it's much more natural now yeah because it's like a, you it's like comfortable. a gear you got yep. like a muscle memory for it now exactly yeah. exactly and it switches does it switches up to like the feed of like what your audience is looking at it's like oh, okay you're interviewing somebody else you're interviewing mm-hmm. somebody else oh wait it's a, it's a personal one with just you what do you have to say you yeah, know what exactly. i mean it's like yeah. you switch yeah. up like mm-hmm. the formula exactly well and you know i i think trying to find variety also is yeah. a lot, a lot it goes to that, that, you know yeah. mm-hmm. it goes to that thing like you know present yourself present what you do well but present it in different ways so people don't get used yeah. to you so i didn't mm-hmm. mention this but uh i'm actually a video production student Oh, nice! Uh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah! yeah. That's, so that's, awesome. that's what you're studying in, in college, then? Yep. Yep. Sweet. So I got about. This is my third to last semester. Not I'm on right now. Hell so yeah, bro! What do you want to do with that? Like, what? Like, what? What field do you want to get into? So, I, I, I don't really know for sure yet. I'm really looking at editing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my main thing. But I also want, you know, I want to apply those skills to the podcast. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think having an associate's in video production like yeah. would help a lot with having a podcast you oh, know of what course. i mean yeah that's, yeah, some, yeah that's some backbone to that right 100 percent. um and if you ever want to do like a spin-off like show yeah like if you yeah, wanted yeah, oh exactly. you now you're doing a cooking show i don't know like you just, <laughs> but you know like from studying you know other mm-hmm. types of because i'm sure you study lots of mediums in that class like different types of videos and different types of yeah, production yeah. so it's like now you have a better grasp on like you know this is pretty standard format stationary cameras but like once you get into this something where it's like a cooking show and the cameras move with the with mm-hmm. the person yeah, cooking, like yeah. those are things that you're gonna have a leg up than if someone yeah. who didn't have that mm-hmm. wants to start branching off. So I figured because I saw your steady cam over there, that little um yep. weighted steady cam thing, I was like, Oh, yeah. you probably don't use that for the podcast, but it's no, like no. you probably use that for like other video ventures that you're doing. Yeah. So that makes sense. Like you're a video student. That's cool. How do you like it there so far? Like how's your video program? Uh it's it's good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I like with any institution or college i have my gripes with it but i think i think the good thing about community college is you know it's kind of like how you took college like it's Mm -hmm. about getting information like you get you get what you you know you get out of it what you put into it yeah Mm. because i suppose like a big university like the pressure is just to go to the university like party go with your friends but like if you went to a community college you most likely went for the schooling 
You don't yeah, go to community yeah. college to like, oh, to party and like to, no. exactly. you know, you're probably going there because you actually want to get the skills that they can offer. Yeah. There. Well, and like, you know, like I'm kind of your guys' age, like 26. Yeah, know? 26, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But like, you know, there, as with any college, there's a lot of people who are like 18, 19. That's oh, kinda, yeah. The younger, but, you know, yeah. most of my classes, I can always find at least like one other person that's older in my age so yeah, yeah. that that's like i like i have one class where i'm like the oldest person there i'm like er, i'm older than like like six years older than like everybody else so it's like fucking mm. it was that same class the sub i was just like dude fuck off like, yeah <laughs> that's why because you were already the old fucker and then the older fucker came over to you and was like oh that's Yo. so funny like, hey, hey, hey. Hey. we're not fucking equals don't fucking talk right? <laughs> we're not that close to age you're, you're here for a day motherfucker i'm here right? every day <laughs> right? like you're a sub yeah That's let me ask you this though what like what advice would you have like for someone like me or like other young filmmakers you know at the caliber Ooh. that you guys have done your things like, lay what, it on them one what do you think one yeah Best advice. i would probably say like what's your end goal like what do you picture you know like mm. uh like five years down the line you know like 10 years down the line like what's your end goal like tell me real quick and then i'll be able to like maybe give you like my mm. two cents of advice like you're talking about asking me yeah or, well um, yeah just tell me personal. Like, yeah. um well like like i was gonna say like i think i would like to be an editor um i do i have done some music videos i've done i've done music videos for myself and mm-hmm. you know talking with other people um and when you make music videos for yourself uh do you like sing your music too as instrumental like you do like vocals as well oh well i'm a rapper so um i do some Hell of the yeah. beats and but you know obviously lyrical i don't really do any singing or anything like that okay so you so, so you already have a huge advantage in the sense that like you shoot your own content as an mm-hmm. artist you know yeah. so therefore you are only going to present yourself in the way that you allow yourself to be which will probably gonna, which is probably going to be like your most accurate way of presenting yourself because it's your image you're working on your image it's like you're chiseling yeah. yourself out um in terms of like being an editor I feel like you're already doing what you're what you're supposed to be doing in terms of like shooting your own videos and getting better with like what you have an iPhone, a GoPro, and a Canon camcorder. You yeah. know that's three angles. Like you have like variety now to yeah. like maybe do different angles. Mm-hmm. You know for like your projects. <laughs> but yeah, um, I would have probably... fun with that in editing. You know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Literally, I was looking, I was looking through your page. Yeah. I was looking through your page and like I was like scrolling through like uh, some of the podcasts and I was like, oh, okay, you switch up angles. Like immediately, I noticed the editing because mm. I noticed that you uh, you cut at the end of like a beat or a sentence or a statement. You don't cut yeah. in the middle. It's like oh, okay, if somebody says something, cut. Yeah. Somebody says something else, all right, cut. And that's like yeah. cinema too. Like yeah. knowing like when the audience needs to like see something else or like whatever. That's like those still yeah, those same yeah. qualities. Yeah. So I had this sense already. That, like oh, like you, you edit your stuff. Like you're pretty like yeah. you're pretty good already. You know what I mean? So if you had to give not him but just Maybe someone who's still, yeah, you know, anyone. Yeah, honestly, advice. this is going to sound so cliche, but like practice makes perfect. But also, I think you need to watch movies and pay attention to uh, pacing, you know, because yeah. watch different kinds of movies, too. Yeah. A yeah. lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, not just that. But what really helps is a fun exercise that you could do um, next time you're watching a movie hit mute and then just watch the image oh interesting. yeah just you watch instantly, the image yeah mm-hmm. you instantly are gonna focus more because you know you know how we do like senses like yeah. if you're focusing on your eyes like you lose your, your mm-hmm. hearing you like gain eyesight you yeah. lose your eyesight you gain mm-hmm. your smell like that's it's, it's the same thing when you're not having to focus on the audio you're gonna notice more things with your eyes yeah so that's and then very true. think about it from like a pacing perspective like how long did they hold the close-up versus and then maybe did they start with the wide move into a close-up or did they like move into it did they cut into it you know like uh after the scene is done do they like cut back to the wide you know what i mean you start to you start to like pick up a flow of like how a scene starts and then how it ends and how it starts and then how it ends exactly and also like 
uh, like uh, montages as well, like are basically music videos. You know, mm. so you start to like pay attention to montages. You kind of start to like see how how the passage of time is like edited to like be three minutes. You know, because mm-hmm. you know it, that's what a montage is. A montage is uh, squeezing a long passage of time into like a short little segment. Mm-hmm. You know, so like montages are a great way to like just help you think faster as an editor. Yeah. Also. Um, when you're editing this, like later on, you have mm-hmm. to realize that you're not going to always need every single shot. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I would, that's the advice that I would say. Cool. I like that. Oh, yeah. Um, good advice. Uh, you guys have a lot to say. Um, oh, yeah, man. I do. Uh, you guys have been good sports. Thank like, you, man. No, I, man, this is a really fun podcast. Sure. Like, I, I like, I feel very relaxed. Oh, I got, I got some advice. Okay. I think, I think I'm going to make mine a little more general because you went specific, so I'll go general. Okay. Just like okay. balance it out. So like generally speaking, I think everybody who does anything outside of a nine to five wants to eventually do that full time. If it's not a hobby, if you're putting like you would love today to be able to put this podcast on a bigger market and instantly be doing this full time. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Exactly. And the person who's doing photography of weddings for her cousins eventually wants to do it full time for other brides and grooms. Right. So all these things, no matter what you're doing, I don't give a fuck what you're trying to do. If you want to be doing something full-time that's creative or artsy or whatever you need to understand that the market dictate dictates your value so if you don't have people supporting you the response does not need to be man they're haters or whatever the first response always always should be looking in the mirror no matter what the fuck's happening that's what me and him do like if something's not going right or if i don't like a certain thing that's happening i look at myself okay am i contributing to that so if you post boring shit you're probably not going to get likes so instead of not getting likes and being like, oh, what the hell? They hating on me. This city sucks. No one supports anybody in Iowa. It's like, okay, well, or they just don't support you. So yeah. just be, be humble enough to critique yourself. Mm. You know, um, Figure out what works. Yeah, yeah. A big, a, 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 an example of this in real time is, uh, obviously, like I said, we throw parties. We've done performances before. Um, a theme for artists. This is some game for all you artists out there who are like, you know, doing rap shows and stuff. At the end of the day, we all know a successful party involves women attending that party. I don't yeah. give a fuck if you have 700 guys in that party. If there's not a single pretty girl who's having a good time, the party sucks. Yeah. So, women drive the market. So, if you're a rapper trying to promote a show, and none of you are famous, right? So, you don't have, like, clout when people see your face. It's just random dudes. You don't want to post a flyer to an event that's on the cover, just six random guys. Because <laughs> that's not going to want... That's not going to breed like mainstream like appeal it's gonna be like well if i'm going to this event i'm supporting these guys like who are these guys yeah. so early on what we did is we did not put our face on any party flyers hmm. at all if we did we were cartoon versions of ourselves like that's it and that was two times out of the seven events that we've done okay or whatever like and even before with young creators when i did events i never put my name on it young creators is fine because it's like who's young creators right if you don't know us then you don't judge us but taking sometimes knowing that you need to pull yourself back for that thing you're working on to be successful because uh, people have a tendency to make it all about them. And we realized once we didn't make our events all about us and we put things on the flyer that people cared about to promote the event, it did better. So that's an example of, you know, understanding that just because, you know, there's there's one way to be there's not just one way to be successful. I could have just put my face all over the flyer and then maybe maybe it would have still worked. But my theory was. If I have myself on the flyer, then it's going to, anybody who doesn't like me instantly is not going to come. 
<laughs> because my face is on the fly. Yeah. Right? So you with, withhold the personal side of it to make it a an event. Like, because look at Lollapalooza. They don't put fucking the, they don't even put the artist names on the flyer. It's very simple. It's like, who do you like? ASAP Rocky, look for the names you like, whatever. They don't, the creators of the festival aren't like, whoa, come out to our festival. We're having a good time. So early on, like just to sum this up, early on, you're going to feel the need for everyone to see you and to see your worth and for you to get the credit. But you need to understand what's more important is creating a um, consistent brand and a brand that people can bank on and mm-hmm. rely on. We've done enough shows now where we've done Sandfest 1 and Sandfest 2, which was an all-day sand festival. The first year we had like 450 people, and then the second year we had 600 people. We hope to have fucking like 1,000 people this next time, this next summer. I'll make sure I get you some tickets, bro. Cool. It's going to be lit. Awesome. Thank you. Um, but we understand now that it's like, okay, Sandfest has credibility. Because we did those things. So now, Sandfest 3, there's like a springboard to everything we do. Understand that in the early stage, you're creating a springboard for all the other things you want to do. So do you want that springboard to have rusty springs that are built off your ego and always looking good every time? Or or is it built off of you connect, connecting with this person or you networking mm-hmm. with this person? So even when something's not going good for you, well, at least you have this lane and this person that you work with. And then there's this connection. Like if, if you make it, if you make the springboard that you're trying to launch yourself off built off of insecurity, it's going to always fail. You need to build it off subject or objective, like looks in the mirror, like mm-hmm. looking at yourself and being like, this is why this didn't work. And I need to be better and then actually be better. Don't just think, oh, I deserve it, so it should work. Because no one deserves anything. You earn what you what you get in this world. No one deserves a fucking thing. Yeah. That's how I see it. Going back to your example about the flyers mm-hmm. and like not putting like, you know, just like the rappers in there and like no women and stuff like that. Um, that's a great example. You know, it's literally as simple as like, you know, when you're at the movies and you literally see like all the flyers and you're like, okay, let me see which movie mm-hmm. I want to see. It's like expectations. You have expectations of like what movie you're going to see. Like, I don't know, um, Batman Rises. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're expecting to see Batman, you know, kicking somebody, somebody's yeah. ass. You know, you go to see a cowboy movie, you expect to see like, you know, gunsling, shooting cowboys and yeah. stuff like that. Same with the flyer. You know, like you, you want to like give the vibe in in that flyer because yeah. that's what people are going to see. It's like, okay, what am I going to expect if I go to this party? You know if what you, I mean? If you, yeah, if you post a a bull, bullshit flyer with everyone's like crappy Photoshop and it's like Times New Roman font. You can't even read it because it's like the same color as the background. And that's like me personally, I've never went to an event with that type of flyer and had a good time. Like I'm dead serious. Like, Hell no. And, and the only time I did have a good time is if I chose to just get drunk and ignore that it was a shitty event and have a good time with <laughs> the other people I was there with. But as yeah. far as like the event, like I'm just being honest, like, you know, like a lot of people, it's, and I'm speaking more to like people in Iowa, like people out of, out of Iowa, they pretty much got the flyer game down. This is like mediocre stuff. It's like, it's like basic stuff we're talking about here, but it's just presentation. Sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice what you truly want to do for the presentation of your company or your brand. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is, you know? Like there was times that I couldn't even go outside because I didn't have a haircut and I didn't want to be like looking all bummy. I just released the album. I can't just be seen looking all fucking scruffy and bummy and shit all the time. It's just like, well, fuck. Like it's not really my brand. If my brand was to look scruffy and bummy all the time, then I'd look scruffy and bummy all the time. But like, it's you know, you, once you set up an expectation, you understand that people are going to expect that. So if you can't withhold that expectation, then don't have that be what you're known for then. Like, don't mm. start with as a funny podcast and then be like, oh, I'm going to get serious after episode <laughs> 200. Like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. You know you're going to lose all your fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you've built a brand. Consistency so. is key. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you, you're preaching to the choir. Like, I I, I, I feel like I am constantly, like, trying to be on, like, be on top of that. And not, yeah. you know, like I said, like, trying to be edgy. Like, mm-hmm. constantly keeping that consistent. I don't want to, like, have a podcast where, like, 
I'm not that way because mm. I would rather have an awkward conversation for like an hour or whatever than like have like an episode where I just look like mm. I just am like shallow and like not actually like yeah. saying how I feel, you know? Exactly, exactly. You want to be authentic, but like, but that's but that's also the thing too, like being authentic. Like that's another thing I would say. Like, yeah, not just being authentic. Like, oh, I'm a real one, or oh, I'm like nah. Like, no, you need to be authentic. Like to the point where like you actually want this to work for other reasons than your own success. Have a have yeah. a have a message. Have some type of like goal. Like when we were talking about how how we want to like you know pave the way for other Mexican young Mexican and black filmmakers to be like, hey, that's an option. That's like the the bigger picture, right? Mm-hmm. That's not something we yeah. think about every day. Like it's something we think about all the time. Like mm-hmm. realistically, but if this legacy goes the way we want it to go, that's that's what will happen. So thinking about those bigger things also make it easier when uh, pressure's on or when you're feeling like because everyone, even us, like no matter how successful you are, you feel um, self doubt. Like is this movie good? Oh my god, I don't want to release this. It's probably not. It's probably we're gonna hate it. Or this song. Oh my god, like I don't even know why I did a music video. I hate this song now. Like fuck, why did I even shoot a music video to it? And then you, then like next week you're like, oh, I love this fucking video. This is fucking great. It just, it just happens, you know. So understand that if as soon as you want to jump on that wave, it's a roller coaster, and you yeah. gotta be willing to withstand it. Yeah, yeah, and don't feel bad for like feeling self doubt. You know, everybody feels doubt. You know, mm-hmm. it's only it's the only thing you could do as a human. You know, you can't not feel doubtful about something because yeah. it's like, if you're not doubtful about something, that means that you literally did what was in your mind a hundred percent how it was pictured. And that's never true. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's never true. It's always going to be like maybe 70% of what you picture or 80%. Yeah. You know, it's, and even then it's, oh, you doubt that 20%. You know? yeah. You're never going to get that. It's just, but people don't know that though. People see like that painting there. I'm sure you have like things about that painting that maybe didn't turn out mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. your liking. You know, but since that's my first time looking at that painting, I don't notice those things. I'm just like presented exactly. with that image, like, wow, yeah, I get that message, I get that feeling, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like, you know, for me personally, I'm sure other people like that's always like an area of frustration mm-hmm. when you're, you know, especially with a painting, when you're like, you have an image in your mind and you're like, this image is not how I picture it, you know? Yeah. Same thing with film, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. know? They say your film dies three times uh, when, when you're when you're making it. I've heard that. Once yeah. when you're writing it, once when you're shooting it, and then once when you're editing it. Because every yep. single time it's like, oh, that's not what I pictured. Oh, yep. like continuity errors or like, oh, the shot was like messed up. Yeah, right, yeah, cover yeah, in this yeah, angle. Yeah. But the thing is, something beautiful and new was born from that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then you just have to every like, time just go with it. You know. Yeah, editing is murdering your film, chopping off, chopping off baby's yeah. legs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've cut so many scenes before. Just like, yeah, literally. Like, no. Well, you guys have been good sports. Um, oh, yeah. We have something that we, a new thing that we're trying here in the Cal Hours. It's called Ooh, the, fuck, the fucked up bucket. Oh, that sounds oh, fun. So, so how this, this, so how this works is this fucked is a, bucket. This is a series of uh, different, you know, things that are on papers and uh, you know words, obviously. Yeah. Um, if you choose not to read it, that is okay. But I will just read it instead. So okay, okay, really, sure. you should read it. So. Do we each get one? You go first. You yes, go first. You yes, go first. Yes. Okay. First of all, can I just say I feel like cereal would taste really good in this bowl. I feel like that's definitely like <laughs> a no cereal lie. bowl. Okay, so if y'all can see this bowl, it's like above average radius of a normal bowl, yeah. and it's like rigid. So like the milk wouldn't like you know how sometimes when you you scoop it up and then the milk is on the bowl. Like I feel like this milk would just run down. Yeah. I don't know. This is yeah. a very very good cereal bowl. He's not lying. All right. So mine says. Michael Jackson and Mobley Culkin, oh, Macaulay Culkin's other video. Other video? <laughs> Wait, so so we read it and then what's supposed to happen? 
Like, you know, like... Are you talking it, about, um... Like, like his, like, kiddo shit. Pedo shit. No, I'm saying, like, oh. like, is there a game? Like, are we just supposed to read it? That's it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay, if I said Michael like, Jackson and Macaulay Culkin's like, other blank. video... Like, that, that, like, that would be a fucked to up To me, thing. the only thing that comes to mind... <laughs> to me, the only thing that comes to mind is... It was, it was oh, a, so they're all videos? No. no okay, no. my bad. Hey, I'm fucking... I, I, I so, really here's what this segment. really is. This is me getting drunk and stoned and thinking, <laughs> just thinking of... Fucked up things and bring them on paper, okay, okay. throwing them in can a we, bucket. Can we grab a couple of these? Ooh, I'm curious. Can we just do two? Can I? Two. Can we do two well, each now that we fucking spoiled just because I got just because I got I got to save them for other things. Oh, so yeah, okay, we'll just okay. two okay. limit. We'll we'll let you each okay, do two though. That's go. fine. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> the awful stench from the ever-growing pile of child corpses under President Biden's desk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Hey That's yo. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> A hey, Byron, <laughs> all right, Big Bong on that one. All right, now I'm curious to see what my this one. Big is. Bong on that one. What was the most? What is the most annoying disability? <laughs> okay, I've thought about this. Can I answer? Okay, we can all answer if we want. Hmm. I think the most annoying. Uh, okay, so like annoying to the person or annoying to like annoying to you oh, like fuck. like you're, you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or annoying to the, the person like, i guess if you want to be nicer you can i was say thinking like if i person. was the person i would think like tourette's would be pretty annoying <laughs> because i couldn't control what i'd say i'd have to randomly like you know like first dates would be terrible but then like for me like <laughs> like disabilities like <laughs> oh my god i gotta be honest man i hate when people like have like um like those scooters like those fat fucks at Walmart bro on the scooters. I'm sorry, dude. Like oh, yeah. I get upset. I'm they sorry, do go man. really slow. I get though. upset. Oh, and, and and not the ones who have like, you know, a fucking missing leg or like a war veteran or some crazy shit. Like like you need that. I understand. But it's the people that you know are literally just fat. Like they say their fatness <laughs> is a disability. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like you got diabetes because of you, my boy. Like you you sit here on the scooter, but you let I just saw you stand up and walk over to the cheese. Like, why are you why are you on a scooter? <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know what disability they'd be having, but like, yeah. I if you ain't with, missing with every disability, they always have like a thing. Okay, so like people who can't walk, you have wheelchairs. They got to build yeah. ramps everywhere. Like, what yeah. the fuck is up with those? You know, like <laughs> that would be my wheelchairs. Um, blind people with blind people, you have like the little sounds that the street lights make, so that to let them know that they can mm. walk. You yeah. know. Mm. Deaf people is they got ASL, but then Loki. Some of those fucking signs are like racist, you know, like the fucking um, the 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 the, the this ASL sign for like black people is like I saw a joke about it. It was like something like really fucking like racist. wait a sign for what? Bob? You remember when we was just, just whatever means whatever means black people in sign language. I think is supposedly like racist or whatever. Like oh you know? oh I didn't know that. Yeah yeah. Because apparently ASL was made for like white people or some shit like that. I was like I was like I was like should I say this? And I was like fuck it. We on the McAllister hours, boy. I gotta say this shit. We man, we had this dude who was deaf. who was our Uber driver oh that guy and this motherfucker bro this i was like i was like sir because he yeah. didn't say on the uber because i sometimes they tell you when they have disabilities yeah, like hard yeah, of hearing yeah. it did not say he was hard of hearing mm. and i thought this motherfucker was ignoring me bro <laughs> i was so upset i was about to swing on this nigga from the back seat i was like i was sitting back there i was just like i was sitting there because because one we cause, told him to change the radio or something yeah yeah uh because he couldn't cause, hear because one's kind of like the guy like this this is why he's my best friend this is why i love this guy because he will kind of let me know if if my anger is misplaced or not. No, really. Because no, I'm very yeah. quick to anger as far as like those that you like being disrespected. I'm like definitely the first person to say something if I feel I'm being disrespected. Yeah. So I was like, hey, what's up, man? Like, if you ignore me with the small talk, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. I, I was a small talking as a courtesy. But then I start asking you actual questions like, hey, bro, can you turn the music down? Or, hey, man, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's just sitting there like, <laughs> I'm thinking like, 
fuck is this guy racist? We're both in the back seat, so it's like, did he not hear us? Or is it like, yeah. I know he can't see us and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm like screaming at this point. I'm like, yo! No, bro. What, was, what was funny is that we were both like, all right, did he do you think he's deaf? Yeah, we were talking, and I was like, "Are we are we fucked up for talking behind his back?" And then but I, is it but is it talking behind his back if he can't hear you anyway? <laughs> like, is that a thing? We were like talking louder. We we're like, "Hey, I'm hey, like, hey, sir, hey, yo, hey," you know. But nothing, <laughs> nothing. He was just like he was still driving, and we were like, "Yeah, I think he's deaf." And then what's funny is that eventually, later on, he did turn around and he said, "Sorry, like just to, just to let you know, like I'm, I'm hard of hearing." Yeah. And I was like, "No shit." Yeah. Like, we were trying no to get shit. Like, oh. I was like, "What do you think I was doing in the back seat?" Because yeah. I I saw him look a couple times, like in the mirror, he went. Like looked in the mirror yeah. and I was just like, like did he hear no. us or no? Yeah. People thought I was being crazy. I feel like an asshole. I go fucked up. What advice? Tell them. Tell me like at the beginning of the ride. Not yeah. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, hey yo, nothing. <laughs> just say nothing. Did like, you want to draw one more? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. Okay, here we go. Okay, you draw one more. What colors did we do? Let's I'd do a color we didn't do. Oh, there's only three colors. Okay. You did the white there's, one. I there's think. no correlation with colors. So. I know. I just like do I'm a pink one. Weird. Yeah. Pink one. All right. Here we go. Judge Judy. <laughs> okay, so this is fuck one, kill one, marry one. Hmm. Fuck, kill, marry. All right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Judge Judy, Martha Stewart, Michelle Obama. All right. Right off the bat, I'm a wife, Michelle Obama. Yeah, yeah. That's an yeah. obvious one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, so a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people would be like, okay, Martha Stewart's way sexier than Judge Judy, right? Like, just like if we had to, like, face value. But I feel like Judge Judy would suck a mean dick, bro. Yeah, right. She would literally give me the neck of my life. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fuck Judge Judy. I'm gonna kill Martha Stewart because I can cook, bitch. I'm gonna go fuck. <laughs> I can cook myself. We both cook. We both cook. So Martha Stewart, uh, you can take your cooking. Michelle Obama, wifey, because you know. Yeah. Sh- mm-hmm. Cocoa butter, black woman. You know what I'm saying? I love me on some of that. But Judge Judy, she'd be so bossy. But I feel like she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Like when she's not on like <laughs> TV. Yeah, I would. I, I I say the same thing. Um, fuck Judge Judy, kill Mark Stewart, <laughs> marry Michelle Obama. Literally, I mean, damn. shit, Judge Judy. Because I'm not marrying either one of those crazy ass old white ladies. Like, <laughs> to be honest, like marrying Judge Judy, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. And then Martha Stewart also. Yeah. Like, I'll probably go to jail. This is the girl like evaded her taxes and shit. Yeah. She's gonna fuck my money up. Michelle Obama's good in like every area. She's like fucking New York best, New York Times bestseller and shit. <laughs> Judge Judy consent and this get my money to an up. orgasm. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get my money up with Michelle. I think I'd fuck Michelle Obama, marry Martha Stewart, kill Judge Judy. Mm, okay, okay, okay. But mm-hmm. if you kill Judge Judy, she's affiliated with the government. So you yeah, are gonna get. Fed. All right. <laughs> is she really a judge? Case, is she like really a judge, or is she I just think, like a celebrity? I think there's levels I think of being a judge. She's barely a judge. Judge by like documents. Literally. Okay, so I got cool. I got one here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, this one doesn't even apply to me, so I'm just gonna leave it. This one. For, specifically for the the guest, which is not me. Mm. You. Well, that is true. Good TV show. Good TV. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good show. Yeah. I like the show a lot, actually. I think the newest season kind of fell off, though. You it think so? Good. Yeah, I didn't. I've heard people the... say that they really like the new season because, like, the new girl love or whatever. Yeah, it was but weird. it was predictable. Yeah. Because as soon as they were like, "Oh, they're both crazy," then it's like, "Okay, well, they're gonna do some crazy shit." Mm. It should have been like more because it should have been more like they're both trying to it, not be crazy because mm-hmm. they'd be like oh they're kind of trying to be normal but then something would happen and it's like why the fuck that was your first response you're obviously not trying to not be crazy what I didn't like is that she was both of them are so good at controlling their impulses until they're not 
Yeah. Like they both yeah. were very like disciplined and now they're like not. Now they're sloppy and they're and that's why I was like, ah, I kinda like it's kinda like you like Dexter, like similar shows like that, like mass murder shows where they're like the average guy next door. Like you liked yeah. it because they were like put together when they were in public. Mm-hmm. But once they started like be slipping in public and they used to like they were like forgetting their stories and like mm. like not seeing eye to eye, it was kinda like, ah, well now you're just a bunch of sloppy killers who are about to get caught. Yeah, more, like, like, sl- the, more like sloppy script, write, script writing, you know. It's yeah, like, oh, they're yeah. just not going to get caught now because it's season three, you know. It's like, no. Like, the yeah. stakes aren't hot, aren't lower because it's the third season, you know. Yeah. Love's character to me, like, I, I like uh, the guy, like, the main character. I forget his name, but um, but uh, um, Love's character, I don't know. I just kind of was like, she took a left turn, like, drastically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes when that happens, it's like, okay, like, a, trauma- a traumatic thing happening to a character could make them switch up. But, like, her trauma was self-inflicted, so it's like, how is your personality going to drastically change after mm. you were the one who made the ch- like? You know what I'm saying? It's like if I did something to you, that's out of your control. Yeah, that's trauma. But yeah. if like you're like, oh, I'm going to kill him, and then you kill him, yeah, and then you cry because you don't want to be a killer. But then the very next thing you do is kill somebody. It's like, well, these emotions don't add up. Should I believe you when you cry, or should I believe you when you mm. kill someone? Like which? Because they did it equally. What you got to do is show one thing more, so then we know yeah. that's what you actually are. Because when we mm. saw what's his name, like that's why we forgave him for killing people. Because in the first two seasons, he would kill people, but we'd be like, but he's trying to be a fucking nice guy, man. He works at this library. Uh-huh. He's really like, he's just fucking a fucked up dude, man. He's just, he's trying yeah. though. But with love, it's like, she's not trying. Yeah. She's not yeah. trying. She's just bro. killing people. She's, she's just, just killing people. She's literally just a sexy killer that says lines on camera. Yeah. Right? Literally. Like, what's the story? What's your motivation? Yeah. yeah. I love you, but it fell off. Uh, the first season was really good, though. I like the first season yeah, a lot. Yeah, the first season was, that was really good. Really good. I, was, I even I like the second season, but the third season, I don't know. Mm. Let me ask you this, just general quick, like, like what you guys have watched recently. Do you have any good recommendations? Oh, I mean, not as far as like, like in the last like, couple months, but um, as far as like just couple, like last couple years, um, Parasite, the movie Parasite that mm, came out, that was super. The good. South Korean yep. um film that actually was the first foreign film to win Best Film at the Oscars, the U.S. Yep. Amer- yep. American Oscars. Yep. So I think that's like my favorite movie, like that's yeah. come out in the last like five years, like but, hands down. Bong Joon Ho is uh, he He's is amazing. Like, yeah, like a like what probably the best at like social commentary mm. in class commentary. Have you seen a yeah. uh, Snowpiercer? No, I haven't. I haven't. That's by him too, right? Yes, yeah, such a good movie. Okay, like yeah. that. Honestly, honestly, even better. We gotta watch that. Even better at like social commentary than uh, Parasite. Wow. Okay. Because there's like a visual representation of like the elite is at the front of the train yeah. and the backs up or the pores at the back and like they're trying to get to the front. Oh, okay. So the whole movie is like very you know visual and philosophical. I highly recommend it. Oh, it's yeah. actually free right now. You can find oh it. shit! It's on well, Peacock. Shit, everything's free. Oh, I, I got a, I got a, yeah. I got a site. <laughs> <laughs> everything's free on my yeah. website. Hit me up in the DM. I'll send you the link. <laughs> oh gosh, well, my um, burner account, so I don't get fucking. <laughs> what was the agency uh, that like like the cracked down on all the LimeWire folks? Yeah, we were stealing uh, music. The FDA. No, not the FDA. The whatever is in charge of the radio and music yeah, 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 like that. Yeah. Oh my god, FCC. The FCC, mm-hmm. the FCC, yeah, can let me be. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, for me, this is an old. Mo- I'm, I'm huge into like old movies. You know, like hell I was yeah, talking for yeah. like movies that are shot on a film too. Even mm-hmm. like modern movies. Like I heard the new season of the TV show Euphoria is actually shot on 35 millimeter. Wow, film. that's interesting. Yeah, and they made a choice because apparently, like the mo- I haven't seen the show yet. I still have to watch it, but I know mm-hmm. it's very popular. Supposedly, like the motivation of the main character in the first season was different than like the second season. So um, the directors of that sh- of that show were like, "Hey, like I want to make it seem and make it feel that this season is like slightly different than the last, because you know, like apparently the character has a new motivation and all that mm. stuff." So they shot on film, and that's really impressive to me. Like, especially like in modern age where everything is yeah. shot on digital. Yeah. Um, but 
if you guys want to check out like a really good horror movie that's like kind of like experimental and like has like really cool colors and like like a really eerie soundtrack check out the movie uh suspiria but the original mm. one the one mm. from like 1973 yeah i always tell people about this movie all the time it's like one of my favorite horror movies mm-hmm. because it's i think it's directed by this um italian filmmaker named dior uh, something argento his last name is argento um but he's really really good at like sort of conveying like emotion with color and Mm. they made a remake of the movie suspiria but you know remakes never really work you know it got like a six out of ten on imdb but Mm. the original one is really good i highly recommend it like i actually just watched that one uh i think halloween time yeah oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i saw it too but like have you checked out the original one yeah yeah, that's why i watched the original one yeah what do you think about it um the first time it was okay. I think it might need a rewatch. I think honestly, this might just be me being like a prick, but like really bad dubbing throws me off. Oh yeah, the dubbing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a lot of like the classic movies. You know, mm-hmm. like um, ha- over half of the film, over half of the dialogue of a film is actually re-recorded in the studio. Mm. So back I didn't then, know that. yeah, back mm-hmm. then, like their dubbing methods weren't probably as advanced as they are now. But I just really like like the the way that the image like tells the story and like the yeah, soundtrack yeah. is like just so like cinematography good. wise, it was fantastic. I remember yeah. that. No, sure. yeah, it was it was a really good film. Definitely, yeah. Well, guys, uh, we are almost at the two-hour mark. We've been going oh, yeah. for a long ass time. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about or mention before we um, go? Yeah, um, my album is out right now. Riley Mobs, okay for now. I got. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time this comes out, I'll have a few videos on the Young Creatives YouTube yeah, cha- yeah. Uh, channel, and I have uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get music. Riley Mobs, I have a bunch of music out, so go check that out. And then we also have um, coming this summer or. Maybe like you know, summer, spring, run, run, whatever time when it's warm out, we'll have uh, Mob Squad, which is uh, the superhero film, exclusively mm. original superhero film from Young Creatives, and that is uh, one of our pride and joys. So that'll be dropping this year as well. Awesome, definitely. Awesome. Um, go ahead and follow us, Young Creatives. Uh, if you want to check out like some of my personal like projects, photography, you know, like mm-hmm. to shoot thirty-five millimeter film. Um, I also paint as well, so like sometimes oh, nice. I upload like my paintings on there as well. Um, yeah. I do like time lapses, you know, so you kind of see like the mm, whole process. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah they're kinda, super dope. Kind of just lets dope. me see, lets me see like the process of like painting, like my process from beginning to end. You know, it's exactly. really interesting. Uh, Juan's film, uh, mm. you know, check out like Mob Squad's coming out. Blood yep. Rose is another film that's also going to come out. Yep, the vampire next, film next year. So go ahead, follow We Are Young Creatives, uh, official Young Creatives on Instagram. Juan's film, Riley yep. Mobs. And thank you yeah. for uh, thank you for the McAllister hours for letting us Hell come yeah, on man. to the show today. This, Hell is, yeah, awesome. you, this was a good time. Love the vibe. Everyone go follow this guy. If you're an okay. interesting person, hit him up. He might have you on. You know what I'm saying? To talk some shit. <laughs> yeah. And reaching his fucking mysterious bowl of it's different here, random man. offensive things. <laughs> it's different here. Just that rename it to that. Fucking cereal, though. <laughs> perfect cereal bowl. But man, thank you so much, bro. Yeah, yeah it's been a pleasure. All right, guys. We'll see you around. Peace.